This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Wayne Bennett's prostate in crisis as Fluffy suffers an injury to his favoured milk and thumb. New South Wales' only hope for Game 3 is to find some selectors that played with Matt Moylan's gramps. Queensland has put the wreaths on hold as the concept of State of Origin football remains alive for another three weeks. Plus, we look back on all the action from Round 15 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. to episode 260 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Um, thanks for stopping by. Welcome to our new listeners, of course, and our and our members as well. I mean, because fucking hell. They put their hands in their pockets and uh, and uh, gone all the way to get the hoodies. And more on that later. Uh, they are ordered now, though, and they are under, what would you call it, in production, whatever. Um, I was chatting to the guy on Monday, so it looks like we're probably going to get them late next week, I think depending on how the days pan out and everything, but uh, I think it's like next Friday. So, Boom. pretty pretty fucking happy about that. Um, how you doing, man? You're not bad. We're, like, we're late this week, yeah, due, due to Origin, because we normally record during the hours which uh, Origin would be played, and yes. I'd rather watch Origin. Yes. Well, no, well, last night, we could have recorded last night. Yeah, we could have. Didn't need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> we could have watched the first half, then recorded Recorded a whole a bl- show about how like how glorious it was. New South Wales one. You know what? I've enjoyed <laughs> I've enjoyed my night up to this point far more tonight than I did last night. Yeah. Right. And tonight. The entire of last night, or like did you? you no, the obviously entire, enjoyed some of. No, well, well, just as a whole. Okay. Right? So I've been on this this eating thing for a little while. Where I'm not eating carbs or sugar. Okay. Yep. Yep. And eating eating, eating your bone broth. No, I'm eating. <laughs> you know. Fish and yeah. meat and yeah. avocado and cheese and yeah. veggies and yeah. um, but then due to circumstances, who are you following on that? Any in particular, or I just generally yourself? I lead. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly you don't because I mean, it's like, I do. <laughs> that's a concept. It's what you've done is not invented something here. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I call it cave manio. <laughs> I call it cave person. I'm, call- I'm calling it Jurassic. <laughs> Jurassic. <laughs> Oh, um, fuck. That's the, yeah, but that's the title of the episode. I'm just going to write that down. Boy. Keep talking. I've got to write this down. <laughs> due to circumstances, yeah. Um, today I didn't end up having lunch, and yeah. then for this sort of weird late afternoon lunch slash dinner, I've had um, one of those Japanese chicken curries. Oh yeah, fucking that's the shit. And um, some whiting. And chips in the, the curry, or no, not in the curry. This is a separate. That, that was the the curry was first. <laughs> this is a separate thing. And then later, some whiting and yeah. um and chips and gravy. Chips and gravy. So chips, cheese, and gravy is the shit. I was pressure pooing before I came. <laughs> so you've you've come here after a colon cleanse. I've showered. <laughs> And I've even got one of those shower handles that come off, so yeah, I'm all good there. But you're fully giving yourself the Korean toilet treatment. <laughs> this town needs an enema. Um, but fuck me, if 
my asshole was not like that scene in Alien, but instead of an alien, it was <laughs> a two-liter tub of chocolate ice cream that had been left in the sun coming out of a super soaker. I'm going to hit stop. <laughs> People don't want to listen to this shit. And I've enjoyed tonight more than last night. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so last night set an incredibly low bar yes. in your estimation. Yes. Okay. Took a long way to get to, <laughs> to get to that point. But, um, my God, um... Uh, I just realised that's something I didn't have in my notes, but uh, I need to I need to go back and find it because we got uh, a new listener that people should get around, and uh, he's came on like a fucking heat-seeking missile. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, direct me to the host of this establishment. <laughs> Post haste. He's fucking coming with the take me to your leaders. <laughs> exactly. He's uh, um, Alistair. He's uh, his Twitter handle is Parky two four three. So that's P A R K Y number two four three so uh yeah get around him he's uh i feel like was he in scotland isn't he I, I said he was welsh today i don't know why i thought he was welsh but uh i thought he said something about wales but you know i don't know maybe i was delusional fair enough maybe i was uh yeah under welcome. the weather maybe i was drunk good sir but yeah welcome sir and uh you're you're what enthusiastic you you're enthusiastic well Kind of not really, but kind of the storm, because he, I think his favourite player is Kronk, and so he's like, if Kronk lobs up somewhere else next year, then am I shit for okay. following them instead? So player hall, not a. Team he's following fan. the player more than yeah, more than a team, but at this stage it's yeah. storm. So you do you, do you, know, you man, you do you. Yeah, you know, and, and support those that pack of cheating fucking shit guns. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um. Mailbag. We this this. I mean, we we say this not every week, but we say it often. Yeah, I tell you Short what, show. Yep. Fucking Matt Moylan showed up as the head of ISIS. You'd be. Uh, I'd be fucking jihadist. You'd be on YouTube cutting off everyone's head. <laughs> uh, now we're all on watch list. You put your mum in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> to get some of that. No, no, no. Okay, um, so Egg Council Creeper, he's, that's, his, that's his Twitter name, not his actual handle. I refuse to say his handle now because this motherfucker's just gone off the deep end now. You seen his handle now? Underscore, underscore, underscore. It's like underscore seven, underscore eight, underscore seven, underscore eight, a number of times. Look in our mentions if you want his handle. Because that's fantastic. You don't find. No, it's not. It's actually the opposite of fantastic. I mean, he's, he's, trying, he's trying to charge for Gronk of the Year. I know what he's doing, and he's doing a good job of it. I know what he's doing. He's out there <laughs> fucking defending our freedoms. That's true, and that's the point of the tweet that he sent through. So the RAAF recruitment guy definitely listens to This Week in League. Called me Sergeant Gronkeg before telling me I'm going through for AEA. <laughs> Hashtag Twill Army. Now, I don't, I don't know what the abbreviation, I don't know what AEA stands for, to be honest. AIDS determining action? <laughs> e. E for egg. Oh. So, the Australian egg army. I don't know. But what I will say is this show, absolutely 100%. Supports supports our uh, our modern soldiers. Imagine that Come, so. comes back from fucking Afghanistan. Yep. To see you know cunts like you spitting in his face for his right to use underscores. Well, he ain't got he ain't deployed yet. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just put him down for potential. 
<laughs> He's the Mitch Moses of Defence Force. <laughs> drops, <laughs> drop, <laughs> drops some bombs on ISIS and fucking can come back to me, and I'll, I'll give you, the, I'll give you your respect. <laughs> uh, the, the biggest tiger. Just want to give him a shout out. He started a podcast. Uh, I think it's with a revolving cast of. Um, of uh, of co-hosts of his friend, real life friends, um, calling it um, sports best friends, and um, fuck me if I haven't got the handle right in front of me. That's terrible. Can you find the handle for that? Um, but well, it's probably sports best friends. I don't know. But um, we will we'll put it in there. I just want to give him a shout out because uh, he's a he's a longish time member of uh, of Twill Nation, and uh, we like to support the, the Twill Nation guys when they're in their endeavours. So if any of you have else have started up a yeah, podcast, damn straight. let us know because we like to support all podcasts. Um, so it is hashtag sports. Is it a hashtag or is it an at? Well, he's got a fucking hashtag here. I'm sure there's an at on it too, but if you go to... Uh, <laughs> I've copied his tweet where he's talking about it and it just says retweeted and it doesn't actually have the fucking handle in there. So. Oh, actually, yeah, no, don't go to this hashtag because the second tweet is some girl saying slut best friends. <laughs> So you don't want to do that is at sports best friends, not hashtag. <laughs> so. Or conversely, I'm intrigued by this hashtag version um, now. Fuck, it's the inclinest thing that's ever come out of the West Tigers. It's true. The the relentless positivity that comes out of that dude. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's being that he's the biggest tiger. I mean and obviously if you're gonna call yeah. yourself the biggest tiger then you do hold yourself to some level of conduct and, and like, general demeanour regarding the team that you follow yeah. to try and set an example for the rest, you know. Like, so I, I applaud that uh, so much because pretty much relentlessly positive in the face of, like, bullshit <laughs> that happened in the, in the last round yeah, of action. Yeah, exactly. And every round since, and like, 2000. never tries to fucking, you know, gloss over anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. And if, he, and if he does, he's doing it in a way where, you like, you know he's being funny. Yeah. Like, he's actually joking. Um, but yeah, get around his Sports Best Friends podcast. Um, I'll listen to the first uh, the first one. I haven't had a chance to get to the second one yet. But he's he's got a he's got a very very good podcast voice too, which uh, is is something that, you know, you've really got to be... You've got to be born with, like, the presenter voice, I think. Because uh, some people get on these podcasts and they're still like, fucking... The only person who can sound like a whiny, fucking annoying bitch on a podcast, in my opinion, is Gilbert Gottfried. Because that guy's fucking made his... <laughs> That's his shit. <laughs> he's made he's made that shit himself. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't, do something different. I don't know, like people outside of my generation. Yeah. But I fucking love hearing the parrot from Aladdin swear. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. He did. It was a couple of years old now, but it just made it did another run coming around where it was like a fake audible ad for him doing the doing the reading of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> In his style, just tre- oh, that's <laughs> that's tremendous. Uh, Bud Smoko. He's uh he's he's retweeted something from ANZ Stadium through the week in the lead up to Origin, and uh, in addition to the Serena in the Serena Burger, we now have the uh, that blue chick from Avatar Burger. Um, and wow, and it's yeah a blues burger. Sounds as appet like you know what you can yeah. expect when we're talking like in the, yeah so yeah not the least bit appetising looking at all. Basically, it's mold. Like well, it's a color. It's like a color that doesn't appear in nature. It appears like when you're taking photography of a reef through water and you're picking up the vibrant colours. <laughs> like, that's what the... <laughs> but you're not eating it. Yeah, no, you're not eating it, no. Um, Cobra Burgers, speaking of burgers, Cobra Burgers, Clint Gutherson's fun to watch must be the hair. Is he the next Matt Moylan? Can't be. That young Matty Moylan is so young. He knows what's up. 
Clint Gutherson. Is he the man? Gutherson's fucking amazing. He's like one of the only people in, in recent years from Manly that have left and improved their, their lot in life. Yeah, it doesn't make him the next Moylan. I'm, I'm, not, say, I'm not saying it does. I mean, that's, that's Kohlberg saying that. So I'm just putting it out there for discussion. I mean, I'm not going to get anywhere with you because, you know... Matt Moylan is a twice-in-a-generation player. Like, he's so good, he's the best player twice. You could actually fit Matt Moylan's legs down your throat as well as everything else below his waist. <laughs> ben R 47 underscore, and this is a bit of a twill tourist tweet, I've got them all mixed up this week. He said, I just went to my fourth game in person and Atlanta destroyed the Warriors 58 to 20. Not high quality, but it was still fun, and I believe that's rugby. But, uh, you know, it's good to see you, good to see you getting out about there and actually supporting your team uh, from Atlanta for once. Claire Simo uh, sent us this one. And, oh, this is a screenshot from Facebook with all everything cropped out, so I have no fucking idea who this guy is. But I did see it around a little bit, but Claire Simo is the one that sent it to us. She said, just saw this on Facebook, Channel 9 footage maybe, showing old crowd shots for the Rabbleos. And this guy has put a post up on Facebook with um, a picture of himself, like a crowd shot of, of, a, of a South game. And one of the people in the shot is presumably him. Mm. Uh, and he's commented on the picture and said, unfortunately, my mate and I, who are both ticketed members, couldn't make last night's game, but somehow Fox Sports managed to use old footage at half time to put us on the big screen. <laughs> I know the crowd size was down, but please. Yeah. It's pretty funny like that they would have an archive, archival footage of the team participating crowd. Let's throw that up on there so it looks good. I mean, surely there's a second... Even if you go to a Titans game, there's like a bay where there's fairly there's consistently there. yeah. crowded people. Is it because it was Rabbits fans and they couldn't trust that as the camera panned, they weren't, you know, stabbing each other or, you know, you know robbing dentures or... You know, it was, Rabbits, it was Rabbits members going to games. I mean, it's because they don't let fucking dogs and... and cats and other pets into stadiums <laughs> and dead dead, dead fucking tombstones <laughs> um, Bethany underscore B underscore 97 shout out there and also with our old mate uh, 78 underscore egg egg, egg, egg fucking G.I. Joe they caught up at the um, Storm Cowboys game and, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so she just put a picture up and said, uh, you know, does Melbourne count as twill tour- tourist? It's AFL City after all. Everywhere counts as twill tourist. I mean, fuck... What do we have? I'm fucking twill touristing now. <laughs> with <laughs> the us off the road. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, we've had, you know, like, it's a very, like, tume it. Was one. <laughs> Believe me, if you could, if you could throw a twill tourist down at tume it. Place sounds like a mix between, like, tumor and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you live in tume it. Uh, special K online said, can we get a twill out of 4040 a handle shirt? <laughs> Maybe that, that took that. That was just an offhanded thing. It seemed to take took off. You know, yeah. I guess that's the best things do. I mean, you know, they just start It's like a planned. when you're just fucking freestyling. Mario Siegs, uh, Richmond Tigers were five and zero. Now they're seven and five. Tigers in decline goes beyond state borders into other sports. Mm. That's enough AFL talk. Are you uh, true underscore grits? In the US, we have political based violence going on. While down under, the biscuit wars have begun. Yeah. <laughs> and hashtag, we call it a cracker. And hashtag, what the hell is a crimpy? And uh, then, of course, he, then he added a gif, that, you know, basically saying, you know, like biscuits are in the, you know, like the biscuits and grits, the more scony sort of thing that they have over in there in the States. Yeah. They call a biscuit. Yeah. You know, believe me, you think the biscuit wars kicked off. Fucking don't even, don't, let's not start talking about fucking potato scallops. And what inferior subhumans call potato cakes. Oh, <laughs> fucking cake. 
Oh my god. There's no seafood anymore. It's a fucking. It's a Chevy Take Deke scallop, for fuck's sake. Mmm. There's no. I guess there's flour in the batter, but. <laughs> ain't no sugar in it. <laughs> or icing. <laughs> Melbourne swine. Um, the Curse Chapo. On the pregame show on the weekend, Matt Elliott said if Ryan James still had his dreads, he would be a rep player. Your response? Matt Elliott's wrong. Um, I mean, you got history of Matt Elliott. He butt-fucked your team for a couple of years, right? He did. Um, also tried to butt-fuck a former boss of mine. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Um, you said you opened the door now. Let's go. Story time. Well, <coughs> this is years and years and years and years and years ago. I had a uh, a, a boss <laughs> in uh, in Sydney, and she was... You know, um, classically beautiful. This old is the story that's leading towards anal sex. Um, well, no, like, actually, he, he oh. didn't get to buy. Oh, fuck. okay. Because <laughs> uh, some friends set up, like mutual friends, set them up on a blind date. Oh wow! And so I we, thought that this was like professionally stabbed in the back or something. No, no, no <laughs> we we just we happened to be in Sydney when this happened. Yeah, and she was talking about this, 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 this. Yeah. Um, because he'd sent her a message. Yeah. And she showed me the the message yeah. and she had it saved in her phone. And you know, sexual harassment. And I said, Oh, that's files. funny, he um coaches my football team that I support. And she's gone, Oh really? And then we go on to Google and she goes, That's fucking him and apparently he's shown up to a date with this, you know, professional, successful woman yeah, yeah. in like tie dyed hemp pants. Oh, and, so, he, he, so he's uh, everything they say he is. Yeah. Fucking cunts loony. Um, no, if Ryan James still had his dreadlocks, he'd probably be in jail. I thought, I, That's I, I, I did not think that that story would end in you bursting in and he's like, you know, massaging her neck, singing Kumbaya to her. <laughs> 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 Trying to open her up. <laughs> God damn. Um, Cattle Dog Blue. Hostile young, hostile young gentleman, but I understand the front. It's like as as fine person as as biggest tiger is, and philosophical and stoic in the face of declining team. Catalog Blue's kind of he's more like I'd probably be. He's a <laughs> f your maroon maggot eyed view of the knights being robbed six points, lose by four, but didn't affect the outcome. Who checked your quotes? Well, look with apologies to Michael Rappaport. We don't fact check shit, but I will say for the record. You cannot possibly know that if one thing didn't happen there, then the you know that 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 second Uate try gets called no try and and a knock on. So Newcastle ruck the ball out and then they fucking knock it on first tackle and someone picks it up and scores. You can't you do not know what would happen. That's that's the point. It's not a simple mathematical thing. Oh, we got robbed of this many points and that yeah. means the margin would have been this. So you lost. Suck it up. Mm. At the forty-four, you know how it goes. Uh, at Tony, was like, wow, fucking, <laughs> fuck, my eyes, <laughs> tired. Uh, at, uh, at Tony Wal FC, so it's a uh, T O N Y W A L F C. He's uh, sent us um, uh, another tour tourist uh, entry. Listening from a plane in Milan Airport, been two hours on the tarmac waiting for takeoff. Good job you drone on for as long as you do. <laughs> Thank you, I think. Uh, Danger underscore anger, Townsville. Statistically, one of the lowest numbers of single women in Australia, but that doesn't bother Tamari Martin. Yes, I think he'll be. I, th- I think he'll he'll uh, 
go off with a bang up there. <laughs> is you living in um, southern Townsville? <laughs> Rishay underscore Rishi. Twill tourist again, listening from Changi. I'm not sure if... Uh, that's the prison. Damn. Or when I say when I hear Changi, I think, <laughs> oh, you're going to get hung for drug for drug related offences. <laughs> Both Singapore and I got a shout out in the turgid draw. Good time. Still pumped. Re Panthers. And uh, we Damn went on that bit. Of, went on have a bit of a conversation, and um, he's almost like, you know, what a time to be alive right now. I'm like, dude, you ain't seen many times. <laughs> if this is if this is like as good as it gets, <laughs> Woody Solo, and this is in regards to um. Kaiama is uh thanks to stepdad for the hometown shout out. Hashtag blowhole. Yes. Hashtag as good as Spain. I don't know, how's the meth in Spain? I'll tell you, but the, oh, the, this is this is how interesting Kaiama is. It's as interesting as my Kaiama story. Many well, not many, you know, like a decade ago I went down uh to, to a mate's wedding and he was getting married to uh, a girl of uh, of half half Indian descent, so they were gonna do like the traditional like the western sort of wedding but then they were going to do like they were going to do the hindu one as well so the reception was at in wollongong at the novotel mm-hmm. and we were all staying at a, you know in down there and the wedding was sort of halfway but halfway between wollongong and sydney there's like some hindu temple temples in the hills up there on the way and so we, we go and we check in the hotel and everything and then we're like okay we've got to go back up to the wedding we had plenty of time to get there and just with the, with the fucking took the wrong turn off the freeway when you second you get out of Wollongong to, to, took the first exit off the freeway and uh, you got to go sort of do like a loop to loop but no we're heading down I'm like the fucking ocean's on the wrong side of the, we're going the wrong way and then we ended up in Kiama I was like oh so there's Kiama let's turn around and go back up to fucking the other thing and uh, I feel like we gave Kiama a, more time than it deserved really? Yeah. yeah that's not a very good shout out I'm sorry Woody I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure the blowhole is spectacular. Uh, Oliver Burgess, long-time Twill tourist since 2013. He's a long time. From Enniskillen, Northern Ireland. Ooh. I claim the entire island of Ireland. Enniskillen. Enniskillen. So it's kind of like... A lot of, Queen, I mean, a lot of Queensland origin players would probably be lining up for that. Honour. Mm. So, uh... There you go. Final one, unless you got any more. I got, I got, I got some more. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? Oh, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You throw, throw it anytime our, you're ready, man. Our uh, another full-time tool tourist, yeah. Carsten Broom, who's yeah. at Swiss underscore Cowboy underscore seventy-eight. And we've and we have spoken about him in the past, right? Yes. Yep. Um, sent me an article. Okay. Saying what the fuck, stepdad Jay? Are you one of these scientists? And. I fucking wish I was. I don't know where this is going. Because some... I was Seriously, <laughs> some cunts up in Townsville... Yeah. At James Cook University. Oh, right? yes, I did see this. So, James Cook University uh, and its It's kind staff, of like the university you get into if you don't have an OP to get into like a Brisbane one or even like Central Coast University. Yeah. Or even the fucking Catholic ones. Yeah, yeah. Or so, Bond. You can't even... You haven't got rich parents to pay $30,000 or whatever to put you into Bond. <laughs> and you don't feel like studying by correspondence with you any. <laughs> you want to go to fucking Arbordale. So, so the heading is that scientists from James Cook University uh, and Victoria University believe they may have unlocked the secrets behind success in the NRL. Dr. Carl Woods, fucking any surprise, 
that this guy is an absolute fucking potato in his chosen field. <laughs> Obviously a relative of fucking Aaron. Um, he says... I wonder if he's got, like, the fucking the, the hairband <laughs> thing going on as well. Um, so he, he reckons that he has scientifically deduced the factors that uh, allow teams to win. This is a quote. This is a secret source right now. Winning NRL teams run further during the game. Fuck me. They have more try assists. (laughs) That would be on account of the more tries. And dummy half runs. They also hold on to the ball more. Look, I think I think the dummy half runs one. Yeah, okay. Well, that's 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 interesting. That I mean, and offloads. You might and, say and that a team that offloads a lot is prone to errors. Could be, mis- yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the team that has more try assists, we will fucking run more, more try assists and holding the, the ball. ball. You, 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 you mean to tell me that a high completion rate and he low said, error rate? The study's unique finding. Okay. Unique. Okay. We all know what okay. unique means because I don't think fucking Doctor Potato does. <laughs> Um, the unique finding was the relationship between a high number of missed tackles and a lowly position on the ladder. Well, Are you fucking kidding me? They're giving grants out for this. Right, and who, and who, and who says that that's the regular... <laughs> Anyone can be an academic and get published, clearly. Are you fucking... It, it is... You know, we expect to see... More successful teams tackling in pairs or groups, otherwise known as gang tackles. Well, here's my fucking thesis then, while we're publishing fucking revelations. Teams that have a goal kicker (laughs) with a higher accuracy rate tend to get six points more often (laughs) from tries. (laughs) So, fucking James Cook University. Yep. You know... I'll throw try. some money this way. How much taxpayers' money they're getting? It's too much. Fuck! I'll give you a thesis on whether my left nut hangs lower than my right nut. What can they study? Daylight hours. Study into the into the eternal, seemingly eternal youth of Matt Moylan. Like something useful. Oh, you know, you you wouldn't stare into the eyes of God. You saw what happened in the fucking Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> the shit will melt your face off. <laughs> so. Fuck you, James Cook University. Um, or oh, you can say, well, thank you for the amazing insights. And who who's backing these people? Fucking, I'll tell you what, for half the price, I'll give you three times the fucking... Matt Elliott. ...analysis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but uh, Swiss Cowboy 78. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you, sir. ridiculous. As, um, take someone in Switzerland... To bring that to our attention, clearly wasn't widely <laughs> published in Australia for obvious reasons. Uh, Stuart Marler said, uh, "Checking out uh, Nate Miles' history, you can see he's narrowly avoided premierships with the Bulldogs, the Roosters, and Manly. So Manly, 2018 premiers. Mm. Look, some would say it's going to happen. Like myself, Voodoo Rock. The sniffing and coughing brought back flashbacks of real dad. I think I, I must have. I did sound fucking." That's pretty aidsy. When editing on editing on the show, I, did. I don't recall a lot of like sniffing and coughing, but I could just my voice. I could just tell I was fucking death's door. It's a miracle that I'm alive to speak to you guys. Um, Tater underscore chips said, "I haven't listened in a while, but I'm giving it a crack today. It better be good." Now I just want to bring out that her, the, the, to attention that her current 
Twitter name, well, not the handle, but the name attached to it is Dixie Drumstick. So it better be, how, how dare you make demands on us when you're repping fucking substandard biscuits, like the, it's the beta fucking chicken biscuit, let alone in the whole scheme of biscuits. The fact that you would put something that fucking grotty in your mouth. <laughs> Taters. It's, yeah. Exactly. So how, so how dare you make demands on us even fucking to entertain you? Even fucking plain by themselves corn chips are better than Dixie drumsticks. And that's saying something too. Yeah. Because corn chips are fairly fucking inedible at, at the best yeah. of times. Unless they're covered in, in delicious Mexican shit like called nachos. <laughs> Bud Smoko. Expressing my gratitude for not allowing redemption to enter your vocabs for DV scum, even on your team. Scholars and gentlemen, look, it's been a position of this show for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only very recently that I've had to you know, put my money where, the mouth, my, where my mouth is in terms of uh, Adam Fanua Blake and Manly side. And of course, uh, I don't. As Penrith hasn't really. I mean, you kind of had like a run of tomato, but you never did anything and wasn't around for long and you got fired for, for other reasons. But yeah. you haven't really had... I mean, Penrith hasn't really been touched recently with that sort of thing. I mean, I can't, you know, ever, you know, to my knowledge. Yeah, um, no, we, we settle all our um, differences with coat hangers and checkbooks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Penrith flag. <laughs> a coat hanger and a checkbook. <laughs> Oh. And five year, I mean, talk about five year plans. I mean, it's like, fuck. I mean, most of the, most of the time, I mean, <laughs> they're not making plans past that first trimester. <laughs> Plan paranoid. <laughs> oh, Mario Seeks. Just listening to Twill while chilling at my sister's house on Scotland Island. It's another Twill tourist entry. Oh, like that's that's not even a fucking real place. That's like it's like all oh, it's like a fuck hippie, off hippie commune thing. We've got a guy from the beaches. actual Scotland. <laughs> Scotland Island. Where is but Scotland yeah, Island? It's like a little hippie place off. It's off like up near Northern Beaches. This little fucking island. It's like got. It's tiny, but um, it would be. You'd think the the places there would be worth a fortune. Did Mel Gibson conquer it? Well, it's like a hippie commune, so I doubt it. Because huh. he'd be in there if it was a hippie commune. He conquers a hippie commune. He'd be like, oh yeah, sugar tits. And they're like, well, we don't have sugar. It's fucking. We use we use fucking agave. It's like, ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You hippie Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, at highway, London score. Jippies or Jews? <laughs> I was out in Gunnedah last week, just past Kuna Barabran. I got a feeling. Didn't we have this last week? To which I replied on, uh, on, on Twitter. Struth. Because I'm sure we spoke about the Coonad. You you talked about Kuna Barabran, and then this is his response to it. He was out in Gunnedah last oh, in week. Gunnedah. Passe, yeah. Okay. He was in Gunnedah, so. So, um. Yeah. So I replied, Struth. Fantastic. You're kidding, Cobber. Yeah. Now, the segment formerly known as This Week in Luke Dawn, uh, we had another suggestion uh, from a Stoic Bunny, and uh, he's uh, This Week in Jake Mamo. He's killing it. Sometimes you get really surprised when you look over there. You think, you, I mean, like, I was under pretty much no doubts that, that Matty Parcell would go over there and fuck shit up over there and, mm. and just dominate because he's too good to be there. He's too good for them. 
but then there's some other players like Luke Dawn, like yeah. the titular character of this segment. I, mean, I, I saw um I saw Big Keefy. Big Keefy was fucking shit up over there. Was this like last weekend? Last week, wasn't? Yeah. No, I don't know if that game was live or a replay from like you know one of their classic games, but fucking Big Keefy was killing some palms. Like I would never have I, I would never have thought that they they just look at Big Keefy and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, like, if, if you didn't know prior Big Keefy... Yeah. Like, it was always... You, you ever have somebody, like, leave your school, and then they come back into town three years later, and they're just a completely fucking different person? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. Like, Big Keefy now, he's got the fucking tats everywhere, he's... He doesn't have, like, that sort of lazy eye, <laughs> decliner sort of fucking... You know, you know, do you know the guy that, like, in all the cartoons, was Dr. Frankenstein's assistant? <laughs> Keefy. Um, like, someone, like, instead of Keefy, he'd be called, like, Igor, is, it, is what you're saying? No, now he'd be called Keef. Well, now he's Keef. Yeah. All right, Keef. Yeah. <laughs> he's a right geezer. <laughs> they call him a governor now. They call him a governor now. Because <laughs> he's a right geezer. Um... <laughs> Don't even know. <laughs> Listen to Super League Pod for actual renditions, g- genuine <laughs> renditions of these accents <laughs> in their native tongue, and also all the ESL stuff uh, at Super League Pod on Twitter for those guys. Get around them, and uh, yeah, take it away, boys. Northern lads, Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, bringing you your weekly update on all things Northern Hemisphere, this week in Chokers. And we start on Thursday night, where the first of the four Challenge Cup quarter-finals saw Salford Red Devils win 30 points to 6 over Wakefield. It was an easy win for the Red Devils on home soil. Trinity badly missed their big bad island lad, David Fafita, as Salford's own man of that ilk, Ben murdoch Masilla, came up big for them, scoring one of the tries that helped them see a 20-0 half-time lead, which they never looked like losing. Uh, then on Friday, Leeds Rhinos were ruthless in dispatching championship side Featherstone Rovers 58 points to nil at Headingley. Joel Moon bagged one of Leeds' 10 tries with Liam Sutcliffe going 9 out of 10 with the boot as well as bagging a try for himself to take his personal tally in this one to an impressive 22 points. Then on Saturday afternoon, um, it was Warrington Wolves 26, Wigan Warriors 27. The tie of the round saw Sam Tompkins make a heroic return off the crock list to kick a winning drop goal as Wigan were boosted by returning stars like Sam, Sean O'Loughlin and John Bateman hung on for a dramatic win. As for Wyatt, Kirk Gidling actually went quite well and scored a late try that gave them a shot at a comeback before Steph Ratchford and Deck Patton wasted kicks to change the outcome. That means Wyatt will now compete only for the Choke of the Year award. And in the final quarter-final of the weekend, Hull FC overcame an off-colour Castleford Tigers team, 32 points to 24. Uh, three of Hull's tries came via Fatuli Talanoa, Carlos Tumavavi and Melbourne Youth Systems' Mahe Fanua. Ex-Penrith three-quarters Zach Hardacre got on the score sheet for Cass, who are now free to focus on the league, which means that Hull FC will play Leeds Rhinos in one semi-final and Wigan will face off against Salford in the second fixture later in July. Huddersfield elsewhere are now up to 7th in Super League following a win over St Helens uh, in a postponed fixture. Right, it's a membership thing. 
Uh, they under under production. I added a couple of extras in in a few different size ranges. I basically took a look at what was selling the most in each color, and uh, just you know added a couple of those. And uh, many of them have been claimed. I think we had about like six to eight people come in uh, after the deadline, and those couple of them came in with sizes that we didn't have, but it was early enough in the process that I could tell the guys to just add a couple more. So that's all good. I did get some bad news today though. This morning, um, the manufacturer of the hoodies has ceased production on anything over 2XL in the green. So those ones will have to be black. So if you are 3X, 4X, or 5X, of which there was only probably about half a dozen total mm. um, in the green, uh, if there's a problem with black, uh, let me know as soon as possible. Because unfortunately, they don't do uh, green, and also like the kid size ones don't do mm. green anymore either. So unfortunately, the... It's thrown the balance out for the the battle between supremacy from uh, battle of supremacy between green and black, but unfortunately it's unavoidable. Um, if you if you do want one, uh, just contact me. Um, I haven't billed the people who got on late yet, um, but I'll be sending I'll send you something out early next week. Whatever, I'm, you know, I'm not fussed. They're ordered. They're all good. Uh, and yeah, I'll hit you for the cash later. Um, I think that's about it. So yeah, I so said yeah. So I think you're looking about like yeah next Thursday, Friday. So I'm so fucking pumped to see these hoodies out yeah, in the wild. Same. Same. Because there's, there's a couple of people that throw the ref's fault scarves out there. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Time. So we could see him, uh, see him amongst the Dragon's Army and yeah. you know, other likely places. Fucking hell. Well, right. basically just there. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly Blackwell. Okay, news this week. Uh, <clears throat> what caught my eye was this story about James McManus, and <clears throat> we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he was, uh, maybe even longer, that he was initiating legal action against the Newcastle Knights in relation to, you know, he had to retire, and, you know, he's got brain injury, and he was concussed a lot, and ultimately that forced his retirement. Uh, <clears throat> he's suing them, and he is saying that Newcastle should have forced him into retirement in 2013, and their failure to do so resulted in him suffering up to 10 concussions and permanent brain injury. So I don't know if that... I guess that's... Is that 10 concussions since 2013? Like, since when he thought that they should have made him retire? Like, after X Mm. amount of concussions? I'm not sure. But uh, it's the first time an Australian sports person has launched legal action against their club... um, over the handling of the head knocks. So this is going to be whichever way it falls, you know, it falls. I guess it's going to be a a precedent setting case. And it's just it's very interesting. And I I just wonder what is the duty the club has to forcibly retire someone if the medical information that they're I mean, it would have to be like the club doctor. Is it, is mm. it the club doctor that would be liable? You, I mean, I, just, I don't know. Um, and then do you get like... It's surely like Liam Fulton would... If, if, this, <laughs> if this wins, Liam Fulton has got an open and shut case against against West. Yeah. And then you've got... Dallas Johnson would get a house that he would forget the address to. <laughs> yeah, but then I mean, it opens up all these other things. I mean, does, does you know, someone like, uh, you know, Jared Mullen and like, you know, Brett Stewart and, you know, people with chronic other injuries... Say, so why didn't you force me to fucking retire before my knees made me walk with a limp for the rest of my life? Yeah, exactly. Like, where does it end? Uh, well, here's like, the thing: the right? head injury thing is the, is very much the of the moment. 
Mm. And it should, and it should be because, especially when you see what goes on with you know some retired NFL guys, like uh, you know killing themselves and stuff, you know, because of the, you know, the, whatever the CTE and all that sort of shit, you know, it sends them nuts. But um, yeah, so th- this one's going to be interesting. Um, I, I look, I I know of cases in Australia in the past involving workplaces. Yep. Where two people after hours mm-hmm. went and purchased a carton of beer, mm-hmm. and they sat around. In the workplace after it was closed, yep. Everyone's gone. What sort of work? Went. What sort of business was this? It was like an office space, or um, they had uh, administrative offices okay. and also yep. manufacturing. Yep. And sat around and had some beers, and then yeah, got in their cars, drove home. One of them totaled his car, hit another car, pretty fucking serious accident. Yep. Successfully. And so both these guys are blind, like drunk driving. Look, I, I don't know how drunk they were. I yeah. don't know if they had six beers or ten. Yeah, okay. But um, fucked off his car, fucked off someone else's car and, and injured some other people pretty badly, yeah. as well as himself. Successfully sued the business for not banning the consumption of alcohol on the premises. What a fucking world. So because they did not explicitly prohibit the consumption of alcohol, they didn't supply it, they didn't any of this. Actually condone it or anything, they just didn't have anything in their policies that expressly that expressly forbade it. it. Um, what look, the fuck? The other thing is, in the last little while, um, you know, I was talking to my sister about this recently, and and the the Australian legal landscape has pulled back. We were starting to head down that full cray cray American, you know, yeah, litigious um, society. Yeah, well, I was going to say cunts, but um, <laughs> you know, the, there's now caps on on different things you can do. Okay, so. It it's going to be tough for him to say that the Knights should have definitively, or did definitively know about Should have forced him into retirement. From what I've read, and there's only very, very light info there. Yeah. Um, I imagine the legal documents would be much more... Yeah, seven pages. They, well, um, and they'd, be list, they'd be listing, you know, there'd be, there'd be dates and times of every concussion leading up to the point where he thinks that that should have been where they, be they retired him. And it's funny that they, they claim that um, he suffered them as a result of participating in a dangerous recreational activity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these sort of cases can get as pedantic uh, that if they can prove that it wasn't a recreational activity, it was professional because he was, yep. you know, that was his profession. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that has any bearing on the case, um, but yeah, it it's tough, you know. If this goes ahead, that then means that the NRL needs to come in and you know, start giving allowances on salary caps. It needs to. Yep. this out of the other because then the clubs can say or oh, we we didn't force him to retire because it would have negatively impacted the, this and it's da, da, da. but then there's, there's the player so who's a, but then, then but then there's the the player who's you know fairly chronically injured and then they go and they turn around and go mate this McManus thing is fucking bankrupted Newcastle I'm so, you know so this unfortunately you're going to have to retire <laughs> you've yeah. had one injury to you know sorry yeah I don't want to retire <laughs> yeah. Tough. Yep. Tough. We seen we seen the flip side. That's it. We can't afford another one of, another one of those McManus situations. Yep. You, your ass is retired. Yeah. I will sue you for, for not letting me, me yeah. to ply my trade. Yep. Um, Pandora's box, as they say. It, yeah. But it's it's very interesting, and it's and I I am very interested to see how it shakes out because it does have. It just seems like when there's precedent set in one area. 
then that can be used as a you know, in a non-related kind of area to sort of just open the door, and then that's and then who fucking knows where it ends. Like so, this is the fucking butterfly effect. Yeah, because I hate Ashton Kutcher and James McManus. <laughs> um, but no, there, there are you're right. There's so many ripples from this yeah. throughout rugby league, throughout sport. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's pretty shitty that he's apparently ended up with permanent brain damage. Yeah, that, I mean like, that that's is... that's fucking horrible to hear. He's, he's uh, and there being. should be some sort of fund or you know insurance. You know, there's really something that can take care of players in in that situation where they don't have to resort towards yeah. you know trying to generate a new class of legal action against their Look, club. This was going to be my thing. It'd be great if the NRL had a fund like that. It'd yep. be fantastic. Yeah, perfect world hasn't happened. I'm pretty fucking sure that in 2013 it was still fairly common knowledge that if you played a contact sport for the majority of your life, you're going to have some health problems later in life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Best case scenario, you're probably going to be in considerable pain or discomfort. Shuffle around a bit. Yeah. yeah. So why the fuck didn't he have decent insurance against yep. that sort of stuff? Yep. That, I think, is the question that needs to be asked. And, look, I think part of that could be, you know, the, just that uh, football players... Are fantastic athletes, but in many cases, well, I'll tell not, you what, he's happy to go scientists. back to his club to say that the club had a duty of care to retire him. Wonder if he'd go after his manager for saying that his manager should have had his best interests in terms and not of negotiated stuff. another contract past a certain point. Or, uh, well, you know, he's not a doctor, so he no, can't say, yeah. you know, that, but and he's not employed, has a doctor, he doesn't have a doctor employed. That's his, it, yeah, so but have a go at the fucking manager and say that, well, you didn't actually advise me properly in to set up suitable insurances for life post-football and the high probability of, uh, of physical discomfort or, or long-term chronic injury I'd sustain. That I require money to overcome? Or, fucking you know, go, go yeah. at your manager before you go at your club. Hmm. Interesting. So I heard on Triple M um, through the week, leading up to Origin on, uh, on Brisbane, Triple M, they... Uh, they had uh, this competition as uh, you know whatever the prizes were, but it was there's three questions and it was like does the does the origin legend know the answer, and so as a contestant my job would be hmm. they'd ask a question they'd say okay so there was always the same three questions this week and I heard, I heard a couple with Gay Guy and and Val Holmes, but uh, and Nate Miles, the first question was who's the prime minister of Australia. <laughs> And so they go, okay. So then you, me as the punter, yeah. Uh, they go, okay. This today is gay, this dang gay guy. We need. You, you, does, would he know the answer to that question? And so I have to get two out of three of these right. Guess what he? And so they go, they throw over to dang gay guy. They've, they've asked him previously on tape. And he's like, nah, nah, didn't know. You're Next question kidding. every time. And Val didn't get that either. Nate Miles had. I think he was asked who the the, the premier of Queensland was, and he had no idea. But he hasn't lived in Queensland for, you know, a couple of years. There's been an election, so kind of a little bit given to bed yeah. of a doubt. Then the second question was spell receipt. And so they're thinking, okay, you know, we'll get him on the eye before he and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, he hasn't even attempted it. So he's going, no. Nah. No. Nah. Just hasn't even attempted it. He's just like, no. Nah. And uh, then, then the last question, which I, did, I I had to get out of the car, so I, did, I didn't hear the answer, his answer to that. But it was like, what's well, nine times nine? <laughs> so... When we're talking about things like insurance against possible in future brain injuries and so forth, I understand why it happens, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not good. 
You have any news thing you want to talk about? Um, no. <coughs> All right. Not really. Yep, that McManus one's interesting, and I'll and I'll we'll, I'll raise it with Nat later on too. And uh, as a personal injury lawyer, we uh, might mm. get a bit of an opinion. We'll see if, you know what she can say about it, if she can if she can say anything about it. But uh, interested to get her take too. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Follow their account, R League Live, as well. That's at R League Live uh, for stats and, and bants during games. And um, once again, we thank them very much for their support. Uh, fantastic partners uh, for Twill Nation. So uh, get around those guys. Now, we're not going to go into massive details this week. We're just going to blast through these games. It's Thursday night when we're recording. You're going to be listening to this like Thursday midnight and, you know, fucking Friday through the day. I think the events of last weekend and a shortened origin-affected round aren't as important this late in the week as no. they would be earlier. Um, on Friday night, the Rabbitohs defeated the Titans 36-20 to 20 at ANZ. A very small crowd, just over 7,000 there. Uh, the Rabbits, their tries came to hat-trick. To Angus Crichton, mm. the new kid on the block. A, a double to AJ, uh, Cody Walker, Bryson Goodwin also with tries. Reynolds, four of seven conversions. The Gold Coast Titans, 20 came from tries to Pat Politone, returning after fucking million years in, on the sidelines. Mm. Kevin Proctor and Joe Greenwood. Ash Taylor, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. Rabbitohs, too good for the, the duration. Titans got out early. The Titans did. But... Much like last week where the Rabbits against the Broncos, the Rabbits came out in the second half just fucking breathing fire and with intent, and this time they kept it rolling, and they just absolutely destroyed the Titans in the end. And once they got on top, they just kept rolling, and this Crichton kid is sensational. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? I don't know how good he's going to be, but... Fuck, his, his his early line of form is looking pretty damn impressive. And uh, that he just seems to he seems to run good lines, and that last try had a bit of everything. I mean, he he ran a good line in the first place. I mean, he was put into a little bit of space. I mean, they had a little bit of an overlap, but yep. then he still had to go through a couple of waves of defenders spinning, yep. power, footwork. It was great, and then to yeah, finish it and it. get the, and to finish it and actually score the try, uh, tremendous, very impressive looking dude. And um, in terms of talent, I'm sure he's I'm, I'm sure he's wonderful looking as well. If you're that way inclined, but um, man, he's he's the type of young guy where I think, fuck, you know, throw some money at him. You know, South South would be extending that guy pretty fucking sharpish, yeah. I would imagine, because uh, there'll be plenty of people coming around and he looking for. A, he seems he seems to be a, the almost perfect mould of of the way these new you know, yeah. back rowers or locks are, are playing the game. Yep, um, almost like a, another centre. Yeah. Uh, it's gone. Yep. It's gone full circle from when the centres just started being you know, locks and yep. <laughs> the row, yep. all the way back. Um, yeah, the t- Titans just just couldn't stay in this one. You know, they've they've had that many fucking injuries. And again, once again, they 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 start falling down on numbers again. Yeah, well, these guys these guys need to stop drinking the milk. Because <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, they're getting they're getting some of that that Chinese baby formula or something, man. Like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and and look, you know, it, it was just unfortunate for the Gold Coast that all those things <clears> that come when when you have that disjointed team. Yep. Um, you know, um, Palatoni was a couple of key misses mm-hmm. um, at marker. Yep. Uh, one one of them that led to a no, it wasn't that marker, but one miss that led to a try. Um, the the there just wasn't any cohesion there. Yep. So the um the fucking horror injury run continues for the Titans. Saturday afternoon, the Storm twenty three defeated the Cowboys twenty two. Uh, down at Amy Park, a good crowd, just over seventeen thousand. The Storm had double to Curtis Scott, Brandon Smith, and Felice Kafusi also with tries. Uh, Monster three or four conversions, and Brody Croft, Cronk Junior. With the uh, the crucial field goal to win the game, the Cowboys twenty two came from tries to Felt, Coot, and Linnet. Felt two of three conversions and uh, three penalty goals, and uh, Coot had his crack at field goal. Couldn't uh, couldn't get it done. Mm. Um, this game, fuck, was enjoyable to Fucking watch. Great, like just it was everything that is fantastic about rugby league. And Sands, and you think of the two teams, yeah, and what they were missing through yeah. injury or origin. That's it, because it was pretty much an even distribution when you count. You know, a lot more injuries Scott's for the Cowboys, and, yeah. but uh, man, it was just a great game. And uh, that Brody Croft, I mean, he's a, the perfect example of like an understudy, and the way that a structured team, you know, created by Bellamy, can Blood have someone. role players come yeah. into the into the lineup and perform their job. But I mean, it's it's a only his second game, I think, but I mean, fucking talented. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> he, he was he was he was okay through the game, but that that last passage where the ball came out to him to kick the field goal, uh, he realised it wasn't on, so he puts the kick through, and it was just this this centimetre perfect kick that forces a repeat set, and yeah. then the next time you set up properly and uh, nails the field goal. Yep, exactly. Fucking impressive, man. And and here's this thing for these kids, like the. The fact that came out that the storm completed at seventy five percent. Yep. You know, and I know that they're throwing the ball around a little bit more. Yeah. Um, these days, but they had eleven penalties against them, mm-hmm. nine incomplete sets, but they still, as a team, only missed twenty nine tackles. You put that in contrast, the Cowboys actually missed forty one. And those missed tackles, so, they probably would would have been clumped around that certain area where where the Cowboys, where the Cowboys surged, came yeah, came back exactly. at them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, again, whilst the, the Storm's offence shows that it's not reliant on um, the, the big three, mm-hmm. that crux, that defensive structure that they have, even when they've got new players in the team, just, just holds them in such good stead. Too yep. strong. Yep. Okay, uh, moving to Saturday night, the Sharkies took on the Tigers and defeated them 24-22 to into uh, under... Unbelievable circumstances. A uh, crowd of just over 11,500. Sharks 24 came from a double to Kurt Capewell. Chad Townsend, Edric Lee, and uh, Jason Bakuya with tries. Two of five conversions, and let's be real, that's what kept the, the, the Tigers in it. Mm. The Tigers 22 came with tries to uh, Elijah Taylor. Masters Little, uh, Wateni Zalesniak, M, and um, Lola Haya, three or four conversions. Yeah. Sometimes you feel sorry for heartbreaking. Sometimes you feel sorry for the cast. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, okay, you had that coming. But for this one, like, come on, man. It was almost like that. It's like the storm one back in, you know, several weeks ago as well. Where, like, they fucking, they had it. This one, even more so, though. They fuck, like, they're leading by what, like, eight with 
fuck yeah. all to go, like yeah. a couple minutes, and they still found a way to bottle it. That whole thing about losing being a habit. You're right. It's 100%. And I think that oh. that is the fucking hardest job for Ivan. This is like ice, though. Place. I mean, for them, like there's habits. Yeah. I like eating burgers. <laughs> That's a habit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like ice is... <laughs> Then you got like the ice level. These, these have changed neurological <laughs> pathways. Oh, the reward system is all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. Have you heard that theory that um, gambling addicts they actually get the like this bigger dopamine rush when they lose money? That's weird. Yeah. They get a rush more when they lose, and that's what and that's what forces them to. That's what propels them to to go. So it's weird though. They're not chasing the, the feeling of the win though. That's weird. They are. They think they are. Yeah, they think they are. Like intellectually, they, they think they are. But so chemically, fucking in there that that even huh. the, it's what doesn't deter them from the losses. Yeah. Okay. So. Fucking and that's what smooths the pathways, and yeah. it allows them to go like, "Oh, rot." Yeah. Instead, um, <laughs> instead, of like, yeah, "I'm you, a fucking degenerate." <laughs> you're 100 percent right. The the tigers really didn't ever look comfortable. Where you would think that even you know the top ten teams in the league. Yep. Could could have closed out that game and should have been able to close it out. And like I, th- I was positive they'd had it, they had it closed out, and I, and I d- didn't at any stage. Even though I didn't feel they were comfortable, I still didn't think there was any way they were going to lose from there. I mean, fucking, how do you, you, you know? But see, just in in the way they were carrying themselves, especially on the field. Yeah. The sharks never ever looked like they didn't think they were going to win. Yep. You know, they just they kept going, they kept doing what they needed to do. Um, look, a couple of couple of positives for the Tigers out of this as well. That fucking Eisenhuther, yep, um, kids coming through. You know, he he didn't set the world on fire. He was good though. Um, but again, in in a beaten side, yeah, was absolutely phenomenal. So I, I I think Ivan really needs to wield the axe in the place because there are still a bunch of people in there. Yeah. Um, Living on on promise, and probably won't do it until next year. And yeah, next season though, they got the new guys coming in, and then, then presumably he's. I mean, it does feel like they've accumulated a lot of signings, just like a a motley crew of yeah. you know of, of a ragtag crew of cast. Yeah, it's not the fucking mighty ducks, Ivan. But still, he has. But still, he's 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 fucking signed him, so he's seen something that fits into whatever True. vision. And that vision is certainly not going to begin to take place until round one. Or you know, trial I'd, games twenty eighteen. I'd be talking about saying if if you're not pulling your weight, yeah, by the end of the regular season, Eddie. then not you are out, but fucking all heads are potentially on the chopping block. Yeah, put them on fucking notice now if yep. I was him. Yep. But uh, that, that's that shit that that was heartbreaking because you know we've we've got some West Tigers fans, yeah, good friends. Do you like? I don't, yeah. like, I don't like see. I don't like to see people suffer. I mean, I like to troll people and yeah, tigers and decline everything. Fuck, man, that shit. Sometimes that yeah, that's just that's just too too much brutality for a fan base to withstand. <laughs> Poor cunts. Um, and it comes back to what I was saying earlier about when you know when you've got the sympathy when you you lose and you get the sympathy, that's or you lose or you lose and you get the suck shit cunts. Yeah. Like that's that's when you know that yeah, it's low. Yeah. Because um, I would dare say that the only teams in that place at the moment in that position of Tigers and Knights where you sort of start to feel sorry for the you know for the losses I'm past that with the Knights yeah I'm I'm celebrating their tries now it's not even like I'm sad they lost yeah I just, well, I'm, I'm, like I'm just I'm so happy that someone crossed the stripe yeah yeah I mean I'm still whenever I find myself feeling too sorry for the Knights I just think yeah but that fucking man shake cunt stomped Tuvi's head 
in the 97 grand final. Fuck those guys. <laughs> they deserve it. Cut yes. dog blue. Did, Speaking did, specifically about yourself. Did he get an OAM for that? No, no. He probably should have. He sells milkshakes. Okay. Or man shakes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And also the fucking flat vibrator things. The fuck is that? You know those things you, you stand on and they... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, okay. Yeah. I sell them in, like, the middle of, like, malls, yeah. like, shopping centres with the... Hope Solo's Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> she jams the whole kind of there. Wow. Incentivised her to learn to do the splits. <laughs> do the work, turn up at no, yoga. She doesn't have to do the splits. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a sugar glider. <laughs> <laughs> the Eels 24 smashed the Dragons 10 at ANZ Stadium, crowd of just over 13,500. The Eels 24 came from uh, a double to Gutherson. Mm. Jennings and French with tries also. Gutherson 3 of 3 conversions. And Mitchell Moses, fucking Moses earned, earned a portion of his paycheck with a conversion. Um, <laughs> although, no, although having said that, Mitchell Moses, uh, yeah, sure, he can't tackle. I don't think that's ever going to happen, to be honest. But I do feel like some of his kicking was beneficial to the Eels. I won't say it was match-turning, but it was the biggest contribution he's yet made to the side, and it was a great win over Dragons. The Dragons, I should say, they had tries to uh, McDonald and Vaughan and uh, one of two conversions. Yeah. But the Dragons, this was um, a very un-2017-like performance from the Dragons. This was like the old days. Yeah. Um, I, I expected far more from the Dragons out of this one. Yep. Um you know, they're missing Dugan, but they miss Dugan a lot of the time through biscuitness or fucking chasing the whistle. Yeah, and he's and it's not like he is the he's not the linchpin. He's not the creative attack. the creative yeah. playmaking guy. You know, they've 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 got those guys, and they were there when they were good. Yep. Earlier in the year, plus Nightingale, you know, he's old now, but he's yeah. no he's still no, scoring tries. No and slouch. He's right. That's it. And you know, the, again, they're they're missing Frizzle, but. The, the success the Dragons had at the beginning of the year was on the back of quick play the balls of their forwards, yep. not necessarily dragging five guys with them every time, but committing two or three and being up before those cunts could be. It, it was just such simple rugby league. Yep. And then on the back of that, we'd have had all the space in the world. Yep. The It, it almost seems like they believe their own hype a little bit. And that's hard to do when you, you know, you're defying expectations and you're much higher on the ladder than everyone, probably including yourselves, thought you'd be. You've got to think, okay, we're, we're better, we're, we're good, we're this. And and I don't think they're working as hard, especially in those, in in that, um, you know, immediately after tackle area. Yep. And and the Eels, they it just, it, it happened for them. It certainly did. At the same time. Yeah. They... They're a weird ass team because they you could see the potential of what they were sort of trying to do last year and they obviously improved, you know, the the list this year mm-hmm. and in terms of you know, getting rid of some people as well and you know, I, yep. I feel like it's more of what Arthur wanted to, to what he was trying to yep. achieve. And then this performance has been so patchy. I mean they've been good at times, they've been absolutely fucking diabolical at times as well. They have been. But this time I think and- they I think they're slowly getting the mix right. They are. Very slowly. 
did have, and if you look down the stats on this one, let me just get into that. Um, everything says that the Dragons should have won this game, except the fucking scoreboard, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, the Eels missed 45 tackles. And not to mention some of their points came from just very, very quick thinking, you know, fortuitous moment, like with that one with Jennings, yeah. that run away yeah, shot. exactly. You know? um, but again, the, when the Eels players are on like this, mm-hmm. they, they're going to do that to you. They, they're going to be first on the ball. They're going to be picking up things absolutely everywhere. Um, that's that's what they do. They're not a, yep. a massive big forward pack. They're, they're not a, a super slick back line. A lot of it is just that, you know, run fucking faster than everybody and and go for longer than everybody. Yep. And the opportunities will come. And uh, bad news, obviously, come out of this game, though. They've got uh, Pritchard gone. He's yeah. gone for the season, isn't he? And Bo Scott's gone for the season now as well. So there's some, some big outs in the side, so, in the mm. side but so we'll see how they go going forward. I mean, certainly, Bo Scott, I think, is a type, one of those type of players that you need to need around when you've got you know younger players that need to be kept in line so what he's lost means I don't know but especially uh, when, when you've got forwards who who are at risk every now and again of going missing yep yep um, he's definitely there to get them back on track but yeah we shall see and uh, a lot of buys Broncos Raiders uh, Doggies Mighty Manly Seagulls uh, the Knights Panthers Roosters Warriors all with the buy Panthers continue undefeated Undefeated in terms of... Since I said they would go undefeated. <laughs> so the top eight shaping up nicely. Still a couple of surprises in there. Yeah, and we'll see how it shakes out. Um, but look, personally, yeah. speaking from my standpoint, I'm, I'm quite happy with the composition of the eight at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll see how it, uh, how it scrapes out. I'd be fucking shit scared if I was you. Scared of what? Well, if it stays the way it is, we knock you out week one of the finals. Fucking, you got to make them first, man. Seriously, you're acting like you're entrenched. Mate, we're going to be in the top four. You're acting like none of this, Barrett's not your coach. No, we've shown that we don't need him. The players, are, the players are coaching themselves. Barrett finds a way. <laughs> so far, so far he hasn't. We passed the halfway point. Okay, and it would be uh, remiss of us not to not to speak about Origin that happened last night. We did. I said that I enjoyed my explosive diarrhea tonight more yeah. than that. So yeah. Word done. Look, Queensland eked out an eighteen sixteen victory with a try, late try to Dane Gay guy, his second try of the night. This was the game of two halves. <laughs> The first half was like the second half of the first game. New South Wales got on top. Ended up well on top, scored uh, scored a couple of good tries. We rugged through rugby league, and uh, Queensland they 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 didn't go empty-handed. They they got on the board uh, through a and terrible. Uh, one of the things I really feared with the with Blake Ferguson aside, just the terrible defensive read. I mean, the lack of fucking effort, and just the lack of faith in the man inside him who had his guy well and truly covered, and so and. Why would you leave your winger absolutely alone out there, you know, five metres or two metres or three metres, however many fucking metres it was from the trot? I mean, it just seems to be... Brain- it's like something, you know, that you'd think George Tafur would do. I mean, it's like a... It's like a thing that wingers should, shouldn't be playing state of origin football. <sighs> fucking yeah. do. Um, 
and yeah, blah blah. You step on the line, and all that. You know, it's it's a fucking moot point. I mean, who cares? I mean, I, I I don't think he did. To be honest, I think it was one of those ones where you know it looks worse from front on than it actually is. But whatever. Fucking um, tinfoil hatters are loving it though. Oh fucking are they? I mean, they just they just want to grab. They just want to grasp onto anything. I mean, the fact is, New South Wales were absolutely dominant in that first half. Um, the man of the match, Josh Jackson. You know, look, statistically, he probably shouldn't have got man of the match yet. Did they, but did it they felt ban like an, betting on that again last night. I doubt it. Because maybe they'll ban it. Maybe they'll ban it now. No, they, they banned it in game one. <laughs> no, and no, I thought that was the word. I thought they were going to, but they didn't end up doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the rumor yeah. going around, but I don't think it actually ended up happening. No. Um, he was very good in the first half, though. Uh, but you know, so was a lot. You know, so were a lot of the New South Wales forwards. Fucking like Jakey Turbo. He God. was active. Yeah, you know that. That's what Jackson was. Yeah. Um, got his name called out a lot by the commentators. Mm. You could say. Yeah. Um, Jakey Turbo sensational and the highlight of the first half for me was the, the fact that the most telegraphed move in the history of rugby Jesus league fucking Christ the, the fucking Trebojevic barbecue fucking switcheroo play he's just like give it to me and I'm looking back at the ruck <laughs> because fucking, I'm going to pass it straight back to the guy he's fucking nodding and winking at Teddy he's, it's like he, he He's just so good at it, though, that yeah. he could tell him, he said, here it comes, here it comes, what you going to do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it, um, yeah. uh, it was just a beautiful thing to see. Um, and I think that it wasn't the losing of the game, but I think a key moment that people uh, don't talk about is, is that try that um, we scored late that ended up being scored by the try to Brett Morris. Wasn't it? It was the one when they made when it was Maloney. Maloney sort of Maloney's Glasby's come on, and Maloney's just fucking stepped through him. Yeah, and uh, and made the break, and then he had the option to pass left or right. Left is out to the sideline with uh, Brett Morris, who ultimately scored the try. Right is I don't know. I can't remember for life. I haven't watched the game since the you know live the first mm. time, but um, he could have passed it in into whoever was supporting on the inside, and it would have been under the sticks. And he missed that conversion, and that makes it an eighteen-six game, which changes the context because when you're defending, when it came down to a ten-point lead and then then a four-point lead, if it ends up as a six-point lead, then you're in, you're thinking field goal. When it's a four-point lead, lead, they were just thinking about sitting on their heels and trying to defend for grim death, um, rather than like you know yeah. you go okay, well, let's set for field goal, make yeah. it seven, it's fucking game over. Um, but the second half, well, I don't know if they, they they did start looking tired towards the end of the first half, and I don't know if it was just sheer exhaustion, but, oh, there was some dumb fucking play in that second half. Queensland were, like, okay. I still found them to be very uncreative in terms of attack. Uh, if you look at their, if you look at the tries that they scored um, in the second half, uh, both of them to, to Dane Gagai, that first one was Wade Graham with a, Fucking yeah, Cronulla special that. brain explosion. Shooting out of the line. Shoot out of the line, fine, if you're going to drop somebody. But when you're just going to fall off them like yeah, that. It, um, you know, what What are you thinking, yeah. son? That play did have numerous opportunities to shut it down, too. It wasn't great. It was just they just kept supporting and passing yep. to guys in support. And eventually yep. they found their way over the line. Like, the whole time, you just saw how many blue shirts were there. And you're like, well, you know, someone's going to fucking shut this down at some stage. But they're running backwards and, you know, running with their yeah. backs to the play and looking over their shoulders. And before you know it, there's a fucking try scored. Yeah. Um, and the last one was like Michael Morgan at the death with the flick pass on the right-hand side of the field. What the fuck? Mm. The dude's a genius. Um, and Gay, gay Guy's the, the next, you know, let's fall over the line guy. <laughs> He's a new fluffy. <laughs> Which is good because the old one's broke. So, <laughs> But uh, he, had a, he had a great game and without 
the defensive masterclass put on him that happened in the in the first in game, game yeah. because he didn't have um, O'Neill inside him, you know, presumably Look, the, opening up. It, it's funny what what I normally see after State of Origin, after New South Wales losses, is everyone then breaks into their fucking club factions. Yeah. Right? And most of the Mitchell Pierce is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. No, there was. But look, after State of Origin, normally, mm-hmm. there's Pierce is fucked every time he plays. Yeah. That always, you're going to get that. Because, However, you know, taking, if, you, if you're not looking through Rooster's glasses, he didn't play terribly, but the second half was ripe for the picking for him to call for the ball and get it on the right-hand side and get yes. big boys charging at fucking Thurston, who only had one arm. And, and, and this, this is the thing. Um, instead of, you know, there's that debate of, uh, like, the, even Titans fans were on about Hayne last night. Yeah. Not that they're probably... It's because they haven't seen much good anyway. out of him. They're, yeah. no, they're like, oh, he played like the Titans. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, if the, you know, the, the Cronulla guys were going on about Maloney's silly penalties. Yep. They were all united in in this fucking... In the real problems, I guess, you know? Um, like, Graham's stupid fucking penalties and that miss... I mean, he he single-handed... I mean, let's face it, I think he did more to end the game, lose yeah, the game for the... Exactly. I mean, like, Hayne did not have a happy game. No, he didn't. He had some... I mean, that try he scored, yeah, that was good. Still, would have been easier, probably, if he had a pass to the most. And that's uh, the moment, I reckon, that I knew that it was going to go downhill. When he scored that try himself yeah that's it, it's it's a fucking nail in the coffin you because need you Jared Hayne to score late in the game yeah because then he goes hero mode and yeah. then there was a time there where it was a simple draw and pass to Morris in the it's corner that he fucked up yep that he did not that he once again went himself and yeah. ran out of space and tried to flick it and went for you know whatever yeah yep yep and he and this is where the issue I have with Laurie Daly I don't think Laurie Daly is the man to go to Jared Hayne and say Fucking get a sniff of you doing that again, cunt, and I will drop you faster than a fucking Canterbury Road slut after 20 bucks. Yep. Like, just don't fucking do it. This is a team, mate. We don't need your fucking... We don't need you to start having dreams. If we are behind and the siren is gone and every other player is dropped dead of a bowler on the field, fucking flick pass all you want. Yep, yep. Until then, don't. It's state of origin football, mate. Yeah. The general premise is it's the best of the best players. Brett Morris has been there, done that, won a premiership, and won a very tough fucking origin series with heroics yeah. predominantly from him and his brother. Yeah, exactly. Give him the fucking ball and let him do what he's paid to do. The thing is, though, for this game, there were times when Queensland lifted. Yep. But every time Queensland lifted, New South Wales were able to match them. Yeah ebb and flow of this game, Queensland couldn't get a foothold in mm-hmm. and claim any sort of dominance yep. because New South Wales were muscling them and they were winning that territorial game. Yep. Previously, Queensland do it very fucking well. They roll, roll, roll. They kick and then they defend like demons. Yep. And, what and when they get to 20 metres out, they've got those deep backline plays that just seem to fucking make yardage at will and some yep. guy scores in the corner. or you know. But then e- even when after they've defended, they put that much pressure on New South Wales that they're always starting their sets first, it's 20 yeah. metres out. Yep. Then it's 30 metres out. Then, then they're hitting the ball at speed and halfway. You exactly. Know, because, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, you know, you'd have fucking Boyd or Slater starting tackle one yep. on the 60. Yep. 
yep, we're fucked. Yep. And it didn't happen last night. No. Because every time Queensland upped it, New South Wales could match them. Mm-hmm. And it's been said fucking in every media outlet and by the immortals of the game, they stopped fucking running straight. Mm-hmm. It was this, all of a sudden, and I don't know whether it was because Haynes scored early over but, on that side. But even, yeah, I mean, is does Pierce not have the, the gravity in the side that, like, Pete is just not going to give it to him if he calls, with it, calls for it? Of course he's not. Fuck, demand the fucking ball, mate. That's your job. And this is the thing. All I heard after, uh, sorry, before game one, this is Mitchell Pierce's team now. Yeah. Paul Gallon's not there to overshadow him. Robbie Farrer's not there. Yeah, sorry, mate. It's fucking James Maloney's team. If I mean, if he's the well, one that's getting all the ball. You know, in fucking so many instances this year, you know, well, you know, West Tigers, mm-hmm. Mitchell Moses isn't there fucking missing tackles anymore. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to blame now? Yeah. Um, a million other examples. Yep. Well, Gallon's gone. Farrah's gone. Yep. How the fuck is this Mitchell Pierce's team? Yep. You know. Well, this is the thing. I don't. And I don't want to. I don't want to slam on Mitchell Pierce too badly because I don't think he played badly. No, I see, just. I, I just expect do. him. I, I don't think he played badly. I think that he he has to take control of in like when the forwards aren't as dominant like in game one anyone can look like a genius because the forwards just fucking ran through them like Nazi tanks yep. through fucking Poland there was no fucking problems there game two though where it was it evened up in the forwards more and like guys like Fafita weren't fucking rolling through it will like they did in game one then the halves have to step up and try and take a bit of control of the game and he just failed he failed to do that it wasn't that he did you know, a ton of bad stuff he just he failed to do his fucking job but this is what I'm saying, and this is why I do want to fucking rail at Pierce. Yeah. Right? When he went off for his HIA in game one, mm-hmm. and fucking, what's his name? It did, the impression was that we did we did look better. Yeah. But it was only for like about like 18, 20 but minutes, and, it was only, and it was only that Jared Hayne tried yeah, to no, show no. for it. And it's not that we look better. It's that there was no lack of direction. Cohesion, yeah. When okay. fucking cross-eyed Joe went in there. Yep. And... And it was just, okay, well, he's there and he did his job. And it was a comment, you know, you said about Pete's. Yep. You just didn't know. He was invisible, he didn't know he was there, yeah. You know, and and if that's all Mitchell Pierce did last night, that'd be yep. fine. Yep. But it's this bullshit, I'll fucking crab sideways. Yeah. And then, as I'm being fucking tackled, throw a hospital to Jared Haynes. It goes over someone, yeah, it goes to his ankles or, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. You know, it it's the, for, for the de- best defence... Yep. of one of the best teams of, of the history of the game, if the half's fucking running across field... They're going, oh, okay. In, in a game where there's obviously way more latitude to things as well, so they're going to be able to come up quickly and you know shut shit off that's, that's running sideways. Eventually, they'll just fucking crush it against the sideline and fuck you. It, yep. And this thing, and, and even even if you want to say, oh, they were defending a lead, they, were, you know, they went to their shell, that's fine, but if you're defending a lead... You can still go one out and just fucking roll the yeah. forwards through them. Just pa- Pete's pass it to a rampaging forward that's and just it. keep running it, keep running it up the guts. And that's what you do. You but keep crabbing the sideline is not corner. Yeah, you tackle your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. If you're defending a lead, that means fucking defend it. Mm-hmm. Kick to the corners, put them in there, and chase and defend. <laughs> Don't fucking strip it out, you fucking dickhead. Oh. I mean, sure, there's more latitude in Origin, yeah. but this game was clearly played under fucking golden point <laughs> rules for the most part. Um, I'm not going to the, the, the game. I'm not going to uh, rest fault at all. Um, it, it's it's obviously true that this game was refereed in a very different fashion. Yeah. Uh, there was things on both sides. Uh, 
but the wrestle was certainly allowed to creep back in, and that's yeah. a big part of the reason why Queensland start you know looked uh, great. They got more of that Melbourne Storm wrestle back into in, uh, you know what they're yep. so good at, and uh, that was allowed to go. So you know, but I guess New South Wales didn't force it, but because they they stopped rolling yeah. forward and quick play the balls, and, and I, you know, and I don't, I'm not sure how much of that was that they stopped doing it versus that they weren't permitted to do it. But uh, I think Queensland definitely defended better in the four, in in the centre. Yeah, they definitely did. But we still they still got that role in the first half, and they they still got on top of them. And yep. They did it quicker than they did in game one. So yeah, yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, and, and again, you know, do you, you see Andrew Johns after the game? Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with him. I, I love I love the, the fucking oh other way he fired up. Yeah, that's a dude that actually watched the game and and knows what he's talking about and wants the best. You know, I mean, he, he obviously wants him. And to this win. is my point. You've got. Laurie Daly, mm-hmm. you've got however many fucking assistants he's mm-hmm. got, plus you have this cunt on the field that it's supposedly his team now. Yep. You know, Boyd Corden is a young captain, so this is a fucking valuable lesson yep. for him. Yep. You get it in there. Mm-hmm. If there is an opportunity in that arena, yep. you fucking take everything that is offered to you and use it. I don't understand that fucking like this. It's it's not like that. It's not like they were sweeping the leg. There's no honour in this shit. Well, you know, again, there if are... he's going to fucking get, if, if, if we're talking about Thurston's arm, if Thurston's going to stand out there with one arm, then he's on the football field. He's fucking if fair he's on game. the football field, he's fucking fair game. Not saying to ele- if... not saying illegally fucking chicken wing him and try and take exactly. it out even further. Yeah, just fucking run. all you got to do is run at the guy, force him to make tackles, force the guys on either side of him to come in and help him make the tackles. The space will appear. Exactly, and that's where, you know, you've got, you've got so many fucking options you can try mm-hmm. there. You can run Fifi at him. Mm-hmm. You can run. Frizzle was out there for a while until Graham came on. That's it. You can run Frizzle at him. Yep. You know, then you can throw somebody a little bit more mobile like Jakey or Boyd Corner at him. Imagine, because Boyd Corner spent all his time pretty much over on the other, I mean, and like, he was great. Good thing is, I, I like how much Cordner was hurting after that game. Yeah, yep, I agree. So, on to game three. Yep, and like, you know, fucked them up last time up there. Up here, up there. Like, we're not in the same fucking town. But <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually down from where we are. Yeah, so, so we fucked them up last time mm. at that venue, remorselessly, brutally. And so far, we're looking like no Boyd. I'm not going to say that that's a gigantic influence either way because Slater obviously stepped into the fullback role and was uh, fantastic. Um, but Thurston, he's a big fucking question mark over the whole thing. He won't play this weekend. Uh, but when's, when's he going to be... Is he going to be right? When's he going to be right? His injury was so fucking unknown in the yeah. lead-up, you know? Like, it was like he's going to be back in three weeks and he could be out for the season. Oh, he's going to be six weeks. He could be out for the season. So what is it now? After he's presumably further injured it. Look, I think I think with Thurston, he's just he's that relevant a player and yeah. that dominant a player. Yeah. He'll wear a sling on the he's like, all right, fucking But no, as long <laughs> as there is no news, yeah. people need to have something. He's a symbol. <laughs> like it's you know, does this mean he's out for the season? Yeah. Turns into Thurston's out for the season. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And um Fuck! I had a, I had a, a thought and I've lost it. I was going to ask you something about fucking. Oh, I can't remember now. 
It must have been something tangentially related to... That's it. The commentators after the game are like, well, you know, see you up at uh, Sun, Suncorp and the Cauldron in three weeks' time, where it's Jonathan Thurston's last game and it's Cooper Cronk's last game. Has he... He hasn't been... He, he hasn't actually said he's retiring or he's from retiring from rep football or anything, has he? I'm sure I've never heard anything Did like that. Did they say it is or it will probably be? I'm pretty sure they were like billing it as like JT's last game and it's Cronk's last game, this fucking amazing... You know, spine of you know, the greatest, the blah blah, and yeah, that's the way. That's the way I heard it. I'm happy for listeners to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, it's strange. But uh, look, onward and upwards, pick and stick, and all that shit. Yeah, Glasby, he was he was almost as bad as the, the paper said. <laughs> he had a very unhappy 10, 15 minutes yeah, he there. Did. You know, Luke so did Val. Val's first hit up, he spilled the ball. Yeah. But see, yeah, that he, but he, he, you know, he scored a try as well, so they kind of like you know whitewashed it a little bit. He was bit, awarded you know. a try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, you know, all I'm saying is, in all of the NRL financials that I've poured over, mm-hmm. they always seem to make mention of Game Three, State of Origin, being such a revenue raising revenue. Yeah. If it's not a, if it's a dead series. Yeah. It's a very cynical way to look at things. I don't know if I want to follow a sport that would do something like that to its fans. So manipulative. <laughs> Fuck off. You follow Manly, who are the biggest bunch of diving cunts the league has ever seen. Mate. Basically, That is, that is NRL, actually factually incorrect. The NRL just actually told New South Wales, just say, channel Jamie Lyon. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> uh, it's more like channeling the Warriors, though, really, if you think about it. Oh, that whole second half capitulation thing. Um, but yeah, look, onward and upward. Gary Jack was tweeting about uh, after the game that you know the selectors played with played with Junior, so yeah, they they keep picking his son to play. I was like, fucking jeez. Look, I'm not the world's biggest Mitchell Pierce fan. I think that's plain to see. But um, at least he loves his father, and uh, I bet he goes home for Christmas dinner. It's true, and so uh, so dry dry your tears, Gary. He's already got a forty four on his fucking handle as well. So uh, the, Fuck, I'll tell you it's what, just so perfect. You talk about sliding doors moments. Mm-hmm. There's it, it could have been so much different. I would prefer to have Wayne Pierce's almost stepson Craig Gower. <laughs> almost stepson. <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> almost had his seed <laughs> like a seed really a seed look. It linked by DNA. <laughs> not, not terribly consensually. <laughs> That's terrible. How dare you laugh at that? It's disgusting. Okay, joining us again, and this this week from what is it? It's probably about what ten thirty in the morning. It's nine forty one a.m. Nine forty a.m. Nine forty. Okay, in New York City. <laughs> for us, Nat, we have Nat, Nat Sinclair. How how is the trip? Yeah, it's going? really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really good. We went to LA, um, and now we're in New York. So, yep. um, no, it's it's really lovely. I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, and you weren't forced to actually watch. No, instead what, I had to stressfully, you know, refresh and refresh. I'll tell you what, in that last two minutes, like when he was 
was going for the goal and stuff like that. And then we did the short kickoff. Um, I'm refreshing Twitter like there's no tomorrow. And people are like commenting just like no or yes. And I'm like, who do you support to try and figure out exactly, you know, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Now, I've got a couple of questions for you this week and a good, a good legal one. It's almost the perfect question. <laughs> To, to to have uh, to have you uh, answer or give some thoughts mm-hmm. on, but first we've got some easy ones from um, from Bethany asks, what got you into dance originally? Uh, oh, um. I think I was dancing since I was like three, so I couldn't even tell you. Probably my parents, I guess. You know, when you're younger, like the the girls will do dancing and the boys will do soccer or or footy yep. or whatever. Um. So yep. I think yeah, I did dancing when I was younger and then um, I liked it so I kept going and I was dancing until I was about until I started cheerleading so until I was 18 um, and mm-hmm. yeah no that, that's probably what got it I guess just generally my, my parents got me into it okay yeah. there you go um, another one I mean I'm not, sure, not sure how much you've heard about the about the game uh, the injury toll coming out of this origin game mm, this I've seen a lot today I'm, I'm happy with first yeah. <laughs> for the weekend yeah, so if, yeah. so if Thurston's not there for yeah, yeah. If, if Thurston's not there for game three, and Darius Boyd is definitely yeah. out for game three because he's having surgery on a broken yeah. thumb, uh, Mad Dog underscore, underscore No Space asks, "Who do Queensland replace Boyd and Thurston with oh. if the both are out?" It's hard, isn't it? Like you, you... Mm-hmm. I know a part of. I mean, obviously, Boyd is replaced, but I mean, like Slater played fantastically well. Oh, amazing! Fullback, so Which was so Boyd good as a full as a fullback position. Mm is not a necessary replacement, so they can actually look to, to uh, an actor. They probably will look to, like, put O'Neill back or something, but he's crap, so he shouldn't be there. Um, oh, gee, I hope they Maybe do. they'll do a reshuffle and get Oates back in, I don't know, and, like, put him back on – I don't, I don't yep. know what they could do there. Because um, I, don't, I don't think Oates was that bad. I know, I know he plays on the wing, but I don't think he was that bad in, in game one. Um, his, no, um, his club form's not very good, but I think he did quite okay, enough in game one. Gay guy to the centre and uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably not a bad idea um, to do that. Now, as for Thurston, because yep. we've got no Milford, do we? Is he injured still? It doesn't look like Yeah, him. so... Uh, he's, still, he's got that shoulder thing. He's out. He's def- he should be out for yeah, for game three. That's... Probably. I don't even know. I, what do you do there? Michael Michael Morgan? Going there? Like, that's the only option, really, that I can think of. Yeah, because I mean, we know, cause we, you know they're not going to they're, they're not gonna go back and, and try and get, uh, you know, DCE in there and... Oh, no, they wouldn't go there. I wouldn't... They, I, they, I, they I don't think DCE is going Anyway, I think he's good at club form sometimes. He basically, he DC, DCE would help Queensland win another ten in a row, but they've stamped his card for some reason. Yeah, and, and so then therefore they will suffer the consequences of their of their uh, their brutal slight <laughs> against uh, against the little. Yeah. Got uh, the egg council creeper whose whose handle I promised not to use because it's just he gets more underscores in it every week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Should we ever introduce a Victorian team into state of origin? No, it's just complicated, isn't it? Hell You'd no. have to what? You have to increase the games. Like it's just you can't you can't do that. Besides, the whole Queensland will be dismantled if there's a Victorian team. And who's and who's and who's even qualifies for Victoria? Well, it's very true. Like Victoria it's AFL really. down, down there. It's AFL down there. So like, the way. And Mahe Fanua is not even playing anymore. I mean, he's he's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Like the only no. One. So yeah, That's, they couldn't. It's not like the team yeah. for Origin under the strict yeah, rules. Nah. Yeah. Maybe in twenty years or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, they might get a generation through. But yeah, they, I don't think they could field a side. Um, who else have we got here? Uh, Mario Siegs said, uh, "Do you hate AFL?" Or your most hated NRL team more? I don't really hate AFL. So I guess the first question is, do you hate AFL? And I don't yeah. really hate um, an NRL team either. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not big on that. There's no teams that I really like. Oh, I don't really, like, love the Sharks and stuff because 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. They just carry on. But um, but I don't hate them by any means. Do you know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah. I don't mind AFL though. Like I've I've um, watched a few games. It's it's okay. Like it's nothing. You know, I wouldn't volunteer to go out and watch it. But um, you know. I guess the answer to that question probably would be I'd probably prefer to watch my most hated NRL team over the AFL, um, mm-hmm. but like I don't, definitely yep. don't hate either. Yep. Okay. Cat uh, Cavernous Hope said, "What's your closing argument defending New South Wales performance last night to a jury?" Oh, look, I only Are watch- you asking for leniency or life? I only watch the highlights, so I don't know if I'm the best person to <laughs> to comment on New South Wales performance. <laughs> but I think you know the main thing that they did wrong was that they they didn't play they played to protect their lead rather than to increase it. And, and that's something that we see happens yeah. so often with these teams that are inexperienced. Um, they, if they're in a tight game and they forget about attacking and they put all their effort into defense, they put yep. all their effort into trying to be safe or, or the hero plays and things like that. And they tie themselves out. And that's why things like their last yeah. try was a poor read. It wasn't like the, that, that last try was this, the most like astonishing thing I've ever seen in my life. It was just a poor read. Um, right. So that wouldn't have happened if they had maybe just focused on actually playing the game as if it was the first 10 minutes rather than, you know, to close out winning the series. So they shot themselves in the floor there. Yeah. And, and, and even if you want to be conservative, I mean, you can still do the things that work, like one out to these big <laughs> forwards running through the middle, like that, the, you know, you can still yeah. do that. And that's, that's safe. And it's yeah you know exactly. I mean? So it's yeah. They lose their heads. Yeah, it is. Um, now the final thing I want to talk to you about is uh, we spoke about earlier in the show talking about this this uh, case that's going on at the moment with James McManus, formerly of the Knights, who's suing the club uh, because he now has a, a permanent brain injury. It seems, but his claim is, and like we spoke about this a little bit before we started recording, and you hadn't heard uh, about it, but the, the gist of it is, is that he claims that Newcastle should have forced him into retirement in 2013. They failed to do so, which resulted in him suffering, uh, I think, a further ten concussions and a permanent brain. Injury. So this is the first Australian sportsman to launch legal action against the sporting mm-hmm. club, um, and so I guess yeah, it's going to you know there's precedents that are going to be set based on the result, the, the outcome of this case, and uh, lots of other claims which should be you know would probably be waiting yeah. in things if they were, if, yeah. So what as, as the foremost legal model? Yeah. Well, look. On this you show, look at I, the only person that comes to mind for me is Liam Ford. Mm-hmm. And um, no one had to tell him to retire. He retired. Like his doctors recommended it, yep. but no one forced him to retire, and he yep. did it on his own bat. So if I was acting for you know the club themselves, I'd use that as a prime example and say you know we can't we we can't be the judge of, of this sort of thing. You'd also have to look at and see if there was any actual proper medical evidence that he was in danger of being for, you know more susceptible mm-hmm. to um, concussions at that stage when he thinks he should have um, that he should have been told to retire. Um, but at the end of the day. Yep. You know, I probably think he would have said no at that stage um, if, if they had suggested that. That's the other thing. I mean, say I tell a ret- player, I tell a player to retire. Mm. Say this goes through, I tell a player to retire, and they're like, they want to sue me for like you know restraining their ability to. Exactly, and does he, you know, yeah, does he suggest that he was to retire without being paid the rest of his contract? Probably not. And as a club, like they're a business at the end of the day, and they can't be going around just letting players go um, and paying them out when they're not giving it. You know. Providing a service to your team. Now, obviously, um, his having a brain injury is a lot more important at the end of the day. But you've got to think about it. Like no one could have foreseen that. I don't, I don't think that's very possible. You know, in that stage, it's very hard to foresee that somebody's going to have a serious injury. Um, you know, ten concussions yeah. in that amount of time. I mean, why is it the club's fault that he got tackled badly ten times? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
it's just yeah, quite their, unlucky. Their, their take on it is to say that uh, since at least 2001, the defendant mm-hmm. being the Newcastle Knights knew mm-hmm. or ought to have known that requiring a player who suffered concussive sequential head injuries to continue playing in accordance with his employment contract, whereby he would be exposed to the cumulative effect of further concussive injuries, foreseeably could produce permanent brain damage in the form of traumatic brain injury. They're correct, but forcing, like forcing him to continue to play, that's a bit, I don't know about that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if there was. Yeah, and, I, and, and you would have to think that the Knights would be, the medical department would be reasonably thorough enough to say, okay, this is the basis of the medical information we have at the moment regarding brain injury and when players can play after concussions. This is the symptoms that he's presenting yes. with. And he, he, he satisfies the criteria of the current medical knowledge mm-hmm. that he's, he's okay. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't, if, if he was. If something was really wrong, they, I don't think he would have played. They're, they're too smart for that. Even in 2013, they were, they were you know, in tune to this sort of thing. Liam Fulton, that's all I need to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he figured it out. Yep. The club, you know, I don't know what happened there, but he didn't play anymore when, when it was too dangerous for him to do so. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think if, this, interesting if this went through for McManus, though, I think Liam Fulton would be the next one to line up. That would be rough from him if he did that. Because he did... Cause he did because he did retire, but he certainly... I still feel he went late too, you know what I mean? Oh, Because yeah. everyone could see... Yeah, but you know, look, Nigel Plum, he... Um, he yeah. Look, there we go. He... That perfect one. He retired immediately because he's, he was talking to his wife and he wasn't remembering things anymore. So then that weekend, that was his last game. Um, and that was his 150th and last. And he, that was a decision he made on his own. And that's nothing to do with anybody else. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, that was a smart thing for him to do. Now, if if... James McManus is claiming that there was a similar thing happening to him. Why didn't he take it upon himself? I don't think Newcastle was saying, here, we must feed you 300k a year to keep playing for us. Like, I just don't think that was happening. Yeah. You know, if he had won a premiership in yeah. this time, would he be saying the same thing? There's all these different little things you've got to take into account. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it does go, though. Yeah, hypothetically, Nigel Plum, he's he's retired when he when he's realised, you know, shit. You know, this exactly. Is- but then does, 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 does uh, McManus wins, say he wins? Does he then turn around and go, well, Penrith didn't retire me before I got to that point. Uh, I will sue them. You know the what I mean? got to be careful here because otherwise they're going to open the biggest can of worms. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. Yep. But uh, thank you. I, I guess we'll follow, we'll follow mm-hmm. this through as it goes. And if you get any Please, you know, yeah. further insights on it, then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let us know because it's very interesting. It's uniquely tailored. <laughs> To, to, to both my interests, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Rugby league and, and the yeah. legal side of things. So, um, now look, uh, what's on the agenda today? Um, I, we are going to go and do Central Park um, and then probably go to a Yankees game tonight or go see a show or something like that. So that's what we're doing today. Tremendous. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you enjoy thank yourself you. and thank you very much for taking some time out of your, uh, your holiday. No worries. Thank you very much. Previews this week, we've got an almost full week of action, kicking off on the pub game Friday night. Warriors take on the Bulldogs over there in New Zealand at Mount Smart Stadium. Well, what do we do with this game? I believe, I might, yeah, I think when I I originally put my tips in uh, before I really had a look at the teams, and I think I might have gone with the Warriors. However, um... Foreigns not, will not be pl- will not be playing. I heard he's named here on the in the Tuesday sides, but I don't think he's playing. No, Sean Johnson even been talked that he's he's not he's in doubt. I mean, I think he's going to play, but 
there may be some doubt or something over him. There's been doubt over him for a little while, but yeah, I mean, like ability-wise, I don't know about form. Yeah, form, and yeah, I don't know about actual injury though. Um, doggies. Yeah, I'm going against that one. I just, I just don't know. I just, I just don't know. I mean, Reynolds is, you know, is is he back in or Re- Re- he's named in the six? Reynolds has been named. Um, my feeling is here that the guys that are backing up from Origin mm-hmm. for the dogs, yep, that that'll be a tough ask. You know, then well, it's, yeah, it's pretty. They're big uh, guys. It's very short turnaround. Um, And, you know, the the Warriors have showed in the last couple of performances that that the the points are in them. So, I'm going on the Warriors. Yep. Why are you saying you're going against that then? Because I did put the Warriors down for it. Sorry, I thought you picked dogs. I did pick pick the Warriors initially, but I was just... I'm in an iron a little bit with the Johnson thing. I think if Johnson was out... That might, that might tip me, but I don't know. Uh, West Tigers take on the Titans at uh, for the Friday night, Friday night football. Wow, clash of the Titans. Campbelltown, West Tigers versus Gold Coast Titans. I didn't think that through when they scheduled it. Um, I can't imagine under any circumstances at any stage of the season where you, they would have thought that was a great idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, Channel 9, have, have, have the game you want, mate. Uh, the... the uh, Tedesco, Tedesco, is he is he out? There's, like I remember, yeah. I saw a list of the players from Origin who were potentially out, yeah, and it was Tedesco's just pretty much, and it was just pretty much fucking everybody. Mm. Everyone who played is is out. <laughs> there's no Origin three because there's no one to play. It. Although we don't know about Glasby, we don't know if he's not out or if they just forgot he played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, look. You know the 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 Tigers had some better structure to them last week. Um, even though they, they let the, the game slip away, have the Titans actually got any players left? Like, have they legitimately got any first class, first grade players? Well, left? they got their three guys back from Origin, and they got Don back as well, and Zillman. You know, so they're all going. So, so Connie's back. His ankle mustn't be that bad. Your your boy Pulu uh, has appendicitis. How long does that put you out for? Like, that's a fucking keyhole. Well, if they cut, yeah, I don't know if they, you know, it's. it's Still like, you know, cutting shit out of you. It's it's legit keyhole. Uh, I don't know, man. My mum had hers burst. Yeah. Right? They took her in, they thought it was a gallbladder. Yeah. You're like, but did she die? Right? Then they're going in and she's like, oh, I didn't think I was having surgery until tomorrow. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, your appendix have burst. You, you're going to die if we don't go now. Yep. And she was fucking playing again the next week. Front row. Damn straight. Bitch runs hard. Up the guts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to say the Tigers win if they if they display you know some of that uh, this is the structure and I want to say form. It's hard to talk about form in a losing performance, but they fuck man. Yep. They were. I mean, yeah, it was Origin Week inside and everything like that, but they, you know, they had them. They had them. So Definitely are the Titans they. good enough to score a couple in the last three minutes if they need to? No, I don't believe they are. You know what? If Haynes got some fucking humility about himself. Yeah. And he starts getting back to that, I need to work for it, Hain. Yeah, well, let's see if he dreams at first. Um, yeah, so. Yep. No, Tigers will get two out of this. Panthers take on the Cowboys up at 1,300 teeth. So, um, Thurston, is he confirmed out? He's certainly out, right? Yeah. Tamari Martin will be playing. Uh, Morgan and Cooper and Hess, they, they, they'd be all right, wouldn't they? I can't remember anything happened to them. Or was Morgan Th- something happened to Morgan? Thurston's been named. He ain't playing. No fucking chance he's playing, right? And Martin isn't on the extended. He's in 23. 
on so, that on that squad list that they show. Oh, is he on twenty three? Yeah. So look, I, th- I, I, Thurston's not going to play the three days after no. two, after fucking he's hanging arm like a dead bit of meat down his side. No. So, with that in mind, I think the Panthers got a very good chance. They have an un- unchanged side since uh, last time they went around. Yep. Which is you know two weeks ago at that point. Um, Tell you what though, there's been a lot of rumours out there. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see if there's any fucking head highs on old TMM. Well, it's a very unique situation to have the the head-to-head matchup so soon. Yes. So soon after. uh, hmm. Yep. So, yeah, look, I think if they can control the football and limit their stupid errors, then then Penrith will have this one. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm happy to tip Penrith just in face of the... uh, you know, the whole origin cowboys thing. Mm. But uh it's very it, it's just extra spice if Tamari Martin's in there playing uh in, in the place of Jonathan Thurston. Hells yeah. Uh Raiders take on the Broncos. Canberra in Canberra. The Canberra in Canberra, literally at the right time, this is you know, is it the first game? You know, close to the first game where Canberra in Canberra is Yeah. P- properly in effect. Broncos are playing on uh Friday. Yep, very unusual for them to be playing in day. I mean, well, it's five thirty, Canberra and Canberra, so it is going to be night time by then. Yeah. But um, what's that fucking movie in the Arctic with the vampires? Thirty days of night. Yeah. Yeah. This is like you know, four thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, Broncos struggling a little bit. Well, with, Benny's um, son told you that joke. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Look, uh, the Broncos. Strug- struggling with some names uh, out. Boyd's gone for weeks, months even. Two months, maybe, at the outside. Mm. So he's he's gone. He's named, he's gone. Come the hour, come the binge. Fuck, how's his wife going to know if he wants num-nums or not? <laughs> he can't give the fucking thumbs up, thumbs down. Because you know the cunt's not talking to her. <laughs> Media. <sighs> so what are they going to go? They, so I guess yeah, they, you know, Benji and and Cody with with Hunt on the bench, named to play, but on in the, in the seventeen, um, Boyd won't be backing up. I, I can't remember. Was anything happened? Which, which What's means the deal with and Gillett? Anything? Kahu would go to fullback. Yeah. Um. Which would then put. Fuck! What do they play? Nick Rimmer in the centres? No. No, I think they're going to start... They'll still start with Benji and Nicarima in the half, won't they? They won't start with Benji and Hunt. I don't know. Just, I'm just looking at... I've got the Tuesday line or something. What's, what are they saying now? Nothing. But, okay. but again, where they're named, I guess, isn't, isn't necessarily yeah, yeah, where of they course. play. Yep. Um, and and Nicarima's, I guess, got a little bit more versatility about him than either... Yeah, but Nicarima's also the... He's also the one that's been bestowed as he's the guy... He's, for next yeah, year, so he's got to he's got to make that position. You know, that's his position now. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough. Having said that, though, Canberra are a pack of fucking bottlers. They are. And Darius Boyd, whilst an important player for the Broncos side, I think he's a he's a player that they can work around mm-hmm. because the forwards are pretty much the same. There's some tired <laughs> boys. I don't know if anyone's going to get rested there. The, the thing I worry about with Darius is he he's so important. To their defence, especially their goal line defence. Yeah, um, he's very, very good at being up in the line one minute, and then all of a sudden being back where he's supposed to be positionally as a fullback. Yep, 
covers a lot of fucking ground, and and I don't think Kahu's at that level. Yeah. So, you know, it's tough. The, hopefully, Canberra have been humbled a little bit. I just really want to see what these sides actually look like. You know, that final that hour before the yeah. kickoff to see. You know, are any of those other guys in the Broncos taking the week off because they're fucked? Or I'm picking Canberra. Yeah. Look, I want to because it's Canberra and Canberra, but just they've been an absolute punish of a team this year to tip. Mm. The Roosters take on the Storm. Adelaide Oval. So, this one, I would have said, my initial thought was, still Storm. No problem. But, we've had some outs today. Smith will be sitting. Mm. But that's okay, because... Um, well, fucking Ma, point you to the way that... Brandon Smith did, he did, he did yeah. a good job. Point out the way that the Storm played last week without their... Yeah. Origin cunts. Yep. Yep. And I only wish bad things on Mitchell Pierce and anything associated with him. So by extension, the entire Roosters organisation. Yeah. As a staff record label and a motherfucking crew. Put it this way. When there is a time machine invented, there will need to be a special government department specifically designed from stopping me from going back in time and giving Wayne's missus the Zika virus. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, you know, throw some kitty litter in her face as she has toxoplasmosis or something. <laughs> and look, who's to, who's to say that what we're seeing now is not just the result of me failing my first attempt 40 years from now? But doing damage. <laughs> but just not succeeding completely. <laughs> God damn you, you, you've cursed us for a generation. <laughs> Storm. <laughs> Some alternate timeline fucking pierces an immortal. <laughs> yeah, the one where you didn't fucking meddle with, with, with the strands of time. <laughs> oh, the dragons take on the knights. <laughs> um, Look, for, for the dragons to... Yeah, to bounce back from what would no doubt have been a very disappointing loss, mm. I think the Newcastle Knights are ideal. <laughs> you'd really you'd, they've you'd, been that team for a couple this year, haven't they? The yeah. Poor Knights. Yeah, yeah. And is there? Uh, uh, yeah, it's un- unfortunate for Poor Knights. Um, what's the deal with Dugan? Is he going to play? Probably not. Surely not. I mean, there's, there's so many people out. Surely he's one of them. I mean, I can't imagine him being the last man standing after a game of Origin football. Unless he's done his play at a whistle ratio calculations. Yep. Frizzle will probably need a rest, right? Because, I mean, he had like a rib thing before the game. Yeah, so he, he wasn't great going in, yeah. and he wasn't 100% yep. last night either. So, um, yeah, no, the, the Newcastle Knights, yet again, proved to be the fucking rebound hood rat to a team coming off a loss. Dragons. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Reclaim Australia Sunday afternoon, match of the round. And uh, once again, who's fucking playing from origin? Uh, I, like Fafita, Graham, like, I think Maloney, I heard he was in doubt. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, look, we can't be sure. And yeah. I think half of this shit is because no one fucking knew anything. Yep, yep. Everyone's written stories with in doubt. Yeah. Like, yep. Like I, I had I've seen enough tweets today where I'm just like, everybody died <laughs> last night. I had some fucking hack journal on Twitter come at me a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I think it was um, I think it was Dev that was talking to him. Okay. Devonhead. Who was who was the journal? Uh, some fucking bald 
penis head looking cunt. I'll put it out there. Do you want to narrow it tomorrow. down? No. <laughs> um, and but it was basically of the opinion, putting it out there that you know, unless some, it, unless he could get sued for something, mm-hmm. he wasn't too concerned about getting things wrong because sometimes things change that make your stories inaccurate, which fucking blew me away. That like, seems like an angle that isn't exactly correct to me. It, yeah, <laughs> you, would, um, I would think that you, you know, you would be striving to be as accurate as possible. Yeah, and should something change, you would do like a an edit that you would bring attention to to update the facts of your article. So basically what he's saying is that you can go off as early as you fucking want to and then if you're wrong, you can blame it on circumstances. Like, huh, things so, change. Yeah. Huh, things change. So I, I pointed him wow. in the direction of a, an article about like fucking Yugoslavian witches being um, fucking regulated by their government that if predictions don't come off, they can be sued. So. <laughs> Uh, on the manly side for whatever reason uh, Hastings is uh, is off the interchange bench with Lussick coming back in um, I, you know look I would have thought Lewis Brown would be the casualty there but you know what am I, what am I to fucking you know, who am I to say but uh, you know we'll see, once again we'll see what happens I heard that uh, that Jakey Turbo might be in doubt I dare say that with a lot of these players it's not actual injuries it's more uh, well I think in some cases it is I think Cordner might have like a calf thing uh, you know, is, was it a tear is it real I'm not sure but um, Lewis Brown's made one error all year he's the fucking glue of your club mate Lewis Brown might have made one error how many good things has he done I mean that's 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 commendable to one error given the, the very limited amount of game time he's getting I mean maybe it's overs he's had he's had one try assist yeah if, I remember that had, one try if assist if I had a player yeah. the fucking Fifteen games Equal. or thirteen and two buys, and he's got one and he's got one try assist. What a fucking revelation he is! Yeah, well, if wow, the ROI. So in a game, if someone has an equal number of try assists and errors, you don't think that's a pretty good ratio? Did they both happen in the one I'm game? I'm talking about stats here. Yeah, but I mean, did they happen in one game? You said he's had all year. He's had one error, yeah. and then like he's all year he's had one try assist. Did they happen in the same fucking game? Probably not. No, I'm just saying the ratio. Yeah, but I mean, you, did you do it in the same game? Because I mean, yeah, that okay, they cancel each other. The ratio doesn't change. <laughs> no, but it does. That's in how the con- works. In the context of a game, though, like if he did the error no, and he scored and, and he did the try in the in the same game, at then the you go, okay, you've you've atoned for you know, or you've pulled yourself back because the error happened after the try. I don't fucking know. This is the thing. The point is, Lewis Brown is on there because of you know, in air quotes, versatility. You know, the cover positions. I feel that Jack. I feel that, that Jack Hastings can do a far better job, and I think that, that we've looked better at times when he's uh, when, when he's come on uh, late in the game. So, so your playmaker, your chief playmaker, mm-hmm. has eleven try assists, mm-hmm. and nine errors, playing eighty minutes week in week out. I know, but only a slightly better ratio than the glue of your team, Lewis Brown. Lewis Brown is not the glue of the team. I dispute your assertion. He is barely, he is barely spitting on two pieces of paper and holding them together and hoping they stay. He is fucking at least clag. He is he is, <laughs> he is barely a thimble full of ejaculate. <laughs> Manly thirteen plus. Cronulla, close one. Cronulla got no chance of winning this game. They've been they've, Cronulla have been pulling a lot of shit for a long time now, mm. and they've they've been scraping away with it, and they've been you know in terms of the West Tigers game, and and then they've, they've been you know. Punished yep. for it by like the you know, the Melbourne Storm. Yep. 
this this one day are going to be absolutely punished for their crimes against rugby league. And uh, Manly, as they've as they've done when they've smashed teams all season, like Knights, and when they smashed Canberra twice in extra time. So too. So take you extra time to get Canberra. So, so too will they dominate? Why didn't you just score enough tries to win during the game? Well, we did, we did, but you know they scored. They, you know, yeah, so you, you, know, the, you know the refs are like. No, <laughs> just do it in the last couple of minutes. Put it this way: we were never down and out, and like had fans streaming for the exit, like a certain, like another game. We're talking about the result of the game. Yeah, no, no I'm just, I'm just saying, we were, there was never any time when they were, you know, they were in the game, and they certainly weren't up eight points with like three minutes to go or anything like that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, basically, we smashed them, dominated them twice, and let them come back. You barely, you barely scraped past them with the last, last second try once. So I, I, I just, I reject, I reject your entire line of questioning, given the fact that we've smashed them twice yeah, and you barely scraped past them once. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You're like a dodgy builder that's just. Put an extra time on the end of a job to fucking, you know. I just, I can't, I can't believe you. you You're are, gonna get uh, Tracy Grimslut in here with a fucking a current affair. She, I really, I really should <laughs> get her in here to start ask you the hard questions. <laughs> stop walking away. Don't walk there. Stop walking down the footpath. Come it's fucking twelve thirty. Grimslut, I'm tired. Come, come back here and prolapse yourself for our fucking primetime audience. <laughs> Heels and south with the buyer, but I mean. Yeah, yes. no loss. That's full time for episode 260. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I apologize for the lateness. These origin ones will be like that, but otherwise, you know usual time um, we're on Facebook as well it's always on Twitter sorry at TWI League if you didn't already know facebook.com forward slash this week in league as well uh, iTunes got a review this week it's a, it's a very long one from uh, a long time listener Gronk Central five stars from GCU fan 101 I have no idea what that refers to because I know who left this review because he apologised that I was drunk don't read it no I'm going to <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Listener since episode one. Yes, episode one, way back when Nate was the artist formerly known as Nathan. I've listened to Dads and Valentis come and go. The Valentis are still there. Stadiums evolve into Hope Solo Coliseum, 1300T, Reclaim Australia, and the Pillow Fortress. I love listening to Real Dad, and I thought he'd be part of the family forever, but then he walked out on us. I haven't quite forgiven him, but then Stepdad stepped in very quickly and has done his very best to fill this divian void in our lives and done it well. Tune in if you want to listen to Shades of Dust, which is uh, my former band, gone well before their time. Sandwiched between these two Gronks rambling and self-lathering about New South Wales, Manly and Penrith. And seriously, a compelling listen for those interested in rugby league and a good laugh, five stars. Fantastic. Thanks, Big Andy. Uh, now, Supercoach. Lucky punks have taken the lead over NZ underscore Magpie 54. Ebenezer Rascals, The Wendells, Dingbats, Lamb of God, Junior Mint, Seaweed Steelers, Grey Ghosts. Grey Ghosts, are they new? A new entry? And Sesame Timbers. Tipping, Terry G has taken the lead, 79 points, one point over Am I Winning, who, no, you're not, on 78, uh, and Macca also on 78, Kylie, TBI Dragons, One-Eyed Tiger, E underscore Rascals, Matthew Braller on 77, and then we've got ninth Heavy Nova, and Paraman 1973 on the same, 76 points, in 10th, I'm up to 40th, about three points out of the top 10 oh, now, sensational. fucking the charge is coming. It's great. 
The charge is coming. Fucking prepare yourselves. Put that Ewok fucking... That Ewok meme in there. <laughs> prepare your anuses. Because <laughs> here I come. Um, Tell you what, though. On that... Speaking of memes, I've noticed you've still got the Tommy Turbo special prostate exam card. Man, that fucking card is going to be worth something someday because... That is like, I'd treat it like an error card or something. That's like... It is. It's just absolutely the best fucking thing ever. Do you know what, though? What? You know how Tommy and Jake don't really look alike? Yeah. I think I've found Tommy's real dad. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like the guys in the front row when The Undertaker lost in WrestleMania. (laughs) That black dude in the front row with like this, wearing the Daniel Bryan shirt and he's just like, (laughs) like that. Like Total Recall eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like those fucking goldfish with the big buggly eyes um, it's a tr- it's a tremendous fucking card and I just it's just one of those those magical things you know, like that you're just like I can't believe this exists so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cherish the fact it does and celebrate it's existence nice and uh, yeah that's it fantastic that's all we've got time for bitches start um, getting ready for Origin 3 yes yes I have to get some tickets for that shit Fuck yeah. Now it's, uh, Tall Nation Queensland. I had a feeling, I, I, you know, I, I, I thought that we'd be able to yeah, buy tickets off Queenslanders, but it didn't quite pan out that way. So I have to actually fight for them now because it's no doubt it's going to be, they will find a way to sell it out this time, I'm sure. Yeah, what? Fucking even if we don't go, we'll host something somewhere. Yeah, fuck yeah. Done. So Sounds good. Look Tall Nation to Queensland and Sydney. Mm-hmm. There's already a couple of you coming up for game three. Yep. Yep. See you there. Get your travel boots on. Do it.